before we get into today's episode, I have to let Andy know, because mm. about a few years back, we talked about a film that we both said should never get a sequel. <laughs> should stay buried and dead. It's absolute dog shit. In terms of a cinematic universe film, it is horrible. But alas, Andy, in case you haven't heard, The Nun 2 does exist. Uh, I was afraid it would be that. Yeah, no. September, baby. Emma We're not is... doing shit. We're not fucking talking about it. I just wanted to talk about it now. Emma is very excited. I, God, I bet she is. It's, the Nun is one of her favorite horror movies. For some reason. We don't know why. <laughs> the doctors have not figured out what's wrong with her. It, says, it says a lot that we watched all the Conjuring films. We didn't like three. But right. I still liked it more than The Nun. The Nun is a hard watch. <laughs> it was awful. Yeah. I was bored. Yeah. <laughs> it's hey, tough. Yeah. Hey, at least there's like a fun little gag. There's, have you seen the trailer? <clears throat> no. I Yeah, I forgot hey, that it was announced. It's fine. I it, It's actually a straight sequel, too. They brought oh, back, a, okay. is it Thaisa Formiga? Vera's sister. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're bringing back that nun. Okay. They're bringing her back. There's like one Smart, set piece. I guess. I, <laughs> Whatever smart it looks like in this, yeah. but I mean they're making a Conjuring Four. I guess a Nun Two is yeah. expected, but yeah. that's it. I just want to get that out of the way. Let's get to the fucking meat and potatoes. <laughs> Hello everyone, I'm Logan Sowash, and I'm Andy Carr, and this is Odd Trilogies with Logan and Andy. Not Odd Trilogies. We usually take a trio of films tied by numerical order, cast and crew, or thematic elements. We talk about each film one by one and discuss the good, the bad, and the weird surrounding them. And today's a very momentous occasion. This is not an April Fool's Day episode. This is not an anniversary special. This is an Andy Carr birthday special. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is his choice. I knew as soon as he said he had a specific choice in mind <laughs> what this was going to be. Yes. But if you're out there in the case you didn't hear our last episode, today we are covering a trilogy that most people probably did not even know existed. Right. And that is the Bionicle Trilogy. Correct. Um, and before we talk about what these films are, yeah. first explain what is Bionicle and also who is sitting right to your left. Yeah, yeah. Well, before I even get into the ball of wax that is uh, Bionicle, yes, we have a very special guest with us today. He's been on the pod before, uh, once before, and um, he is maybe the, the next... Uh, biggest Bionicle fan I know besides myself because we grew up watching these movies and playing with these toys together. Uh, we have Adam LeClaire with us today. Hey, Adam. Hey there, I'm here too. Uh, <laughs> I've been here the whole time. I revisit these movies uh, almost every other year. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think most people know. Adam usually does sit on the episodes and he's the quietest yeah, he's person. actually been on every episode. That's just, bullshit. <laughs> I'd be, I'd, I'd be making so much noise and clipping out the mic and stuff. Like, you hear me? You mean like right now? Yeah. Oh yeah, like right now. <laughs> it's been so long since you've done it. It hurt. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Uh, well, yeah. But yeah, we're we're glad to have you with us. Oh, absolutely. Um, and uh, yeah, <laughs> you can carry the conversation when I can. <laughs> <laughs> as as I alluded to, we we both uh, grew up on this stuff. Um, and to those at home who aren't really aware of what Bionicle even is, because Bionicle is much more than just these these movies that we're talking about today. Bionicle was a toy line by Lego. Uh, developed throughout the late 90s and released uh, in 2000 or 2001, I think. Um, but uh, basically, yeah, Lego was having a real hard time in the 90s. Nintendo had had uh, burst onto the scene. Pokemon had burst onto the scene. 
Lego was suffering in the toy stores and they needed kind of something new and fresh to get them get them reinvigorated. I think they were pretty close to bankruptcy. Uh, like deathly yeah. close. <laughs> they, they, yeah, they were on their last leg. Yeah, and so they spent <laughs> yeah. they spent some time developing what they were envisioned would be like their own IP, their own kind of world based, lore based universe through which to sell toys. Basically, uh, their own Star Wars or their own Lord of the Rings. Um, uh, so they spent some time working on that, came up with some uh, different variations under their Lego Technic line, um, God, using Technic. these kind of I like, remember Technic. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember that. Te- Le- yeah, and I think, yeah, Lego Technic was meant to be a little bit more of, like, engineering-based. So, like, you could make cars and stuff out of, of Technic mm-hmm. and machines. And so the idea was, okay, let's take these machine-like parts and develop them and alter them to try and make essentially buildable figures, buildable action figures Mm -hmm. with their own world behind them and their own lore that, you know, kids could get on board with and we could create online experiences and video games and eventually movies um, to kind of support this toy line. And uh, it worked because I believe by 2003, which is the year that our first movie today... um, came out it was the only profitable asset at lego in 2003 i did not know that um, uh, <laughs> i knew it saved lego but and, i didn't know yeah, that's it was the, the only that's, thing they had going yeah that's I, the weirdest tragedy surrounding bionicle is it saved the company and now it's fucking non-existent, non-existent. yes there is a fleeting reference to bionicle in the first lego movie i think there's a frame yeah it's like literally <laughs> one frame uh, but yeah, Lego has long kind of abandoned Bionicle, much to my dismay. Um, but yeah, Adam and I, I think, share the experience of we grew up playing with these toys and building these, and you could disassemble them and put them together in different ways and make your own Bionicle if you wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, to some extent, you could even combine them with other, like, Technic pieces and even, to a lesser extent, regular Lego pieces. There were a few that would would overlap, kind yeah, of. In, yeah. Especially later on, they did a little bit more of that, I think. Yeah. And so, basically, as part of this campaign to, like, kind of get this new um, product line going and get people excited about it, uh, they... they uh, commissioned some some movies to get made, and that's what we're talking about today. Yeah. There are three uh, straight to home video uh, films, each one. I mean, they're all three feature length, but not uh, not theatrical releases. No, um, no. But uh, yeah, Adam and I watched the shit out of them growing up. We still watch the shit out of them every now and then. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, that's what we're here to discuss today. And those films are 2003's oh, yes. Bionicle, The Max of Light, 2000. Four's Bionicle, The Legend of Metronui, or The Legends of Metronui. Legends of Metronui, And then 2005's Bionicle 3, The Web of Shadows. I remember that one the most because there's a Spider-Man game called that. Yes, yeah, (laughs) Web of Shadows. (laughs) Oh, there's a Spider-Man game called Bionicle 3, yeah. Um, Yes, that's that first part, too. That's my my favorite, uh, Miguel (laughs) O'Hara. Right. Um, and actually, before the nerds jump down our throats, it's worth noting that there is a fourth Bionicle movie uh, released in 2009. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. It's Something the Legend, Legend Reborn. Reborn. The Legend Reborn, yeah. yes. Um, and it is technically 
connected chronologically to the other three, but it's basically an origin story of the god figure that kind of creates the Bionicle world. It's set on a different planet, set like hundreds or thousands of years before, so like there's almost no connection, so we're not talking about it. It's also not as fun as it sucks. the trilogy. It sucks. So, <laughs> this trilogy we're talking about are all more kind of... Uh, yeah. substantially connected and dramatic much more dramatic yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. much more serious and if you're out there wondering well i understand why andy wants to do this and now i understand why adam's doing this episode logan why the fuck are you even here why then? did you agree to this well the i mean the answer to that is is like being friends with both of them for so years you literally hear them quote these films ah, yeah. just unprompted <laughs> randomly and we do that all the time with other films it's right. not like it's a new thing but like but this is the one you were never in on it was i was not only was i never in on you had the inflections the voice correct <laughs> we've been doing it for it was, decades it sounded it was almost it. it was almost like you were possessed by the metronui themselves yeah and I mean, the what it just was like ah, when we were talking about odd trilogies i was like i I just want to know, <laughs> and I was curious, and when you said you wanted to do this, I was like, fuck it, let's go. <laughs> yeah, I, I batted my big, bushy eyelashes at Logan and said, please, for my birthday. And then he said, it's a tight 70 all through the <laughs> yeah. series, and I'm like, that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> an all hour three 10. films in under four hours. Yeah, I think the longest is, what, an hour 15, so mm -hmm. like 75 minutes of most. Yeah. Perfect yeah. kid length. And each movie is also one minute longer than the previous one. <laughs> I don't know if The Legend Reborn continues that, but knowing how it drops the ball. Right. Well, now that you can't even get that film, I couldn't even <laughs> fucking tell you. <laughs> you can't get The Legend Reborn? Oh, well, you can't get any of the DVDs, really. I mean, uh, like, You can they're... get them, like, secondhand on DVD. You can That's, get them yeah. from my parents' you, place. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can't like really buy them new from places. No. You can't. There's no Blu-rays. There's no. They're not available for streaming, uh, except we found them on YouTube. So that's that, how. I mean, that's, that's how we watch. That them. is probably the weirdest thing about the Bionicle too. Is like as someone who isn't huge on Bionicle. When I grew up, I had two Bionicles, but I was full-blown Lego kid. Yeah. Like I'm talking like a tub that went up to nearly my chest as a child filled <laughs> with Lego shit. Right. And so, like, when I got Bionicles, I was like, these are kind of cool, but I, they're not as creative as, like, me making a space station with Indiana Jones, and I'd lose interest, even yeah. though I liked I liked the pictures. I remember all the Bionicle, like, the first run, like, uh, the red one. Again, this is how I'm going to describe them, because I don't know names. Uh, Toa Tahu. You know, Toa yes. Tahu. I remember him surfing on lava yeah. on his box. That's his thing. Uh, the Jungle Man, the green one, the air one. <laughs> Liwa. Liwa. Uh, oh, to Toa Liwa. Toa Liwa. Yeah, they're all Toas. <laughs> Again, this is going to be another episode where there's going to be a lot of fucking terminology that I did <laughs> yeah. not know existed. Actually, it might be worth just a, just a brief little kind of premise lore dump for the way Bionicle functions. Is Basically, you've got these different tribes of peoples and all these citizens of the land of Mata Nui are called Matoran. And they're these kind of short, stout people um, very much, I think of hobbits whenever I see them, very kind of small and hapless and mm -hmm. um, that sort of thing. And uh, guarding each one of these tribes is this representative guardian known as a toa. And each tribe in each toa is kind of embodies a specific element of nature. So you've got fire, water, ice, air, earth, and stone. 
which is kind of an odd distinction. Always confused but, me as yeah. a kid, and still yeah, honestly which, which does to this stone? day. Which one is stone? So is stone is the brown. Okay, uh, so earth is white? No, no, white is ice. White is ice. Earth is black. Oh, um, that's right. That was my first biome. And yeah, usually okay, okay. The, the main distinction is like the stone or rock people, um, they are like above ground carving great glyphs and things out of rock like and a the, desert kind of yeah usually. and the, yeah, the earth yeah. people are miners like underground digging in the earth kind of thing so anyway that that's the kind of the basic structure oh and then there's the wizened leaders of the matora known as the taraga who are like former toa who have given up their power and are kind of the civil leaders mm -hmm. Of the Matoran. See, we didn't have this conversation before we watched the movie. <laughs> no, we and that was not. mainly just me being like, "Oh, I should be able." These are these films are toy commercials for kids, and that's not anything wrong with it. There's a lot of shit that's just that. <laughs> but at the same time, if I knew that I would be more overwhelmed by Bionicle lore than Mobile Suit Gundam lore, <laughs> I really would have not. I would have asked some questions because I was quite surprised. Yes, the the depth of lore to Bionicle is absurd, especially when you c consider that like. Probably 98% of people who played with Bionicles didn't know most of it. Well, um, yeah. well, I, I didn't learn until I was an adult that the entire island that these people live on is the head of their god, a giant robot who is buried beneath the sea. That's rad. Okay. That and it's all—it's literally that episode of Futurama where uh, <laughs> Bender's got a lot of like people growing on him. Yeah. But but, yeah, but also, yeah, yeah. what blows my mind about the movies, and again, I didn't know this until I was like a, a teenager, the movies are adaptations and right. somewhat extensions of the lore. Yeah. If, it yeah. gets even more complicated when you look at the comics, at the books. Right, the right. movies are simplified. Yeah, so in addition to, the movies are probably the only like extraneous media they release that is non-canon and it is adaptation versus like mm -hmm. just actual lore dump like there's there's yeah books comics online like point and click experiences that you could play um, and all of that makes up the quote-unquote canon of Bionicle and these movies are like the Lord of the Rings movies to the books. They are a different slightly different interpretation mm -hmm. with their own kind of creative liberties so um yeah, we're we're mostly talking about the the movie uh, lore throughout this episode, so don't don't nail us fans at home well, it's also if we get the the original lore wrong. We and, will. And for, and for those out there that are like, wait a minute, weren't there like fucking nine different series of these of these characters? Yeah. We're only talking about like the first three series, right? Yes, yeah, so the, the three movies really only cover the first. I guess I don't four know four gens. Yeah, four? first for four series. I don't know if those are considered generations, but like, yeah, basically there's the original Toa, and then there was a line of kind of prequel Toa, and then they go off and make a bunch of other lines that are like more tenuously connected, and they have different. They live in on different islands and shit like that. And then eventually, of course, in the 2010s, there's a full-on reboot where they, they remake the entire series, and it's terrible. If you have any siblings <laughs> under the age of 20, this was to our generation what Ninjago was to yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, very much our Ninjago. Say. And I didn't know that even when I was living in that era. I yeah. just remembered a few things, <laughs> and that's it. And now going back, it's like, Jesus Christ, there's yeah. so fucking many of these things. And it, Yeah, it's just weird to think how... Like, aside from people of 
our age group, how like how much Bionicle has just vanished from public consciousness because like Lego straight up, I mean, after they tried to reboot it kind of poorly, uh, yeah, they've since just totally abandoned it. I um, think the most readily available Bionicle, quote unquote, that you can get is they did a Lego version of Toa Tahu that just came out yes. a few months like or a, like half a year ago. Yeah. And it looks who is there too. Yes. He's goofy. Yes, he is. He's goofy. But it's wild to think that we've gone to a point where they've had they veered away from normal Lego to make the Bionicle and now on the twentieth anniversary of the first film, yeah. we have a Lego version of the thing that was not yeah. supposed to be it's Lego. It's a nod. It, right. it well, is. No, I, it's one hundred percent a nod. I could be wrong on this. Some Lego aficionados could correct me, but um, I'm pretty sure they did that only because, like, for some type of Lego anniversary. I don't know if it was their sixtieth anniversary. Some some type of major milestone for the Lego company. Um, they did like an online poll. They polled all their fans and were like, yes, what would you like us to resurrect? Like which lines of Lego would you like us to bring back type of thing? And like <laughs> one of the overwhelming top answers was Bionicle. I, I think and it was were, the. It might it have been the number the. one. It was like that and space. Like yeah, the like the classic space 80s line. space line. Um, yeah. So they brought like they brought space back and they were like, you know what? Your concession on Bionicle will be this little wink, tinky winky dent uh, set, like, yeah. So we didn't really get Bionicle back, sadly. They, Maybe someday. <laughs> they did not honor their agreement. Is it, is it just because of the brand? Do you think it is because of licensing? It, it, it's become so much bigger than it was back then. Maybe like... I, I think it's also probably like Lego's just doing so much better now. I mean, it's become kind of a prestige oh. brand where yes. it's like the the sets cost so much and they have so many ips that they're you know aligned with that they've licensed mm-hmm. indiana jones harry potter lord of the rings like marvel marvel, marvel. dc yeah, yeah. they, they have no need to create their own ip no. at this point i think or to even resurrect no, yeah. their own ip when it's probably never going to be as popular as the big names but what's also um, crazy though too is they could have because we talked about this while we were watching yeah. these they could have put Bionicle in some way, shape, or form in a Lego movie. Oh, they totally should have. probably would have had the same resurgence as Space Dicks. There's no fucking way Benny wasn't. Like, That's true. Charlie Day's Benny wasn't a big part he of, like, yeah. like shit, yeah. this is space. We want space back. Like, it's so odd. Yeah. I think if they were the to do a, another Lego movie, they could totally make the, the Bionicles some sort of secondary group of characters or or antagonists or something. Or oh, like, that'd be great. Oh, they were, they were neglected, and now they want their time back in the yeah. light yeah you know, the mask of light if you will mm-hmm. um and on that <laughs> note we can we can kind of dive into the movies if yeah you like. we absolutely can and yeah. uh the mask of light yes our, our, <laughs> our first one bionicle uh. mask of light um yeah so this this basically tells i guess the story of the original toa it doesn't tell their origin basically when we pick pick up in this story they've already been you know kind of mythic heroes for a while but the evil spirit the the dark brother of their god um makuta is like rising out of the depths and trying to put mata nui their god to sleep for eternity or something and uh keep him asleep keep him asleep he's yes. already asleep and which so, they never tell you why he's <laughs> they don't yeah, yeah. wait well, it's makuta does in the yeah, beginning Ma- yeah makuta, there's like this 
yeah, intro sequence where you've got these pillars of stone, and one of the pillars is Mata yes. Nui, and one of the pillars is Makuta, and Makuta overpowers yes. Mata Nui and puts him to sleep. That's... And so, yes, basically, Makuta's trying to make his own rise while his brother sleeps, and uh, he, he creates these beings, these warrior creatures known as Rakshi. Which, speaking of the opening, I... If there is any way I can multiverse travel, I would love to see a multi like a world where Bionicle never stopped making movies. Oh yeah. Because I would love to hear that motherfucker on Bionicle twelve <laughs> tell the same goddamn Gathered story. Friends. I'm the you... time before time. Hold on, where's my Jack? Let me start again. We are now in nineteen twenties yeah. New York Met <laughs> Like it's like fucking because yeah, because after the third one I was like, this is its own meme on itself. This yeah. man just comes back. Right. <laughs> it's a lot like the, the uh, it's a lot like the Gundam intro. It is. It is the yes. year 0079. Yes, the first like Mankind 20 episodes is, of that yeah. fucking show is just that. <laughs> um, this yeah. this first movie is the simplest. It's it, the it, simplest. It is. It is. Yeah. It's also I think just kind of bears the most obvious inspirations cuz this is basically like Lord of the Rings straight up. Yeah. I mean, it's the no, yeah. same basic tale. Um Basically, you've got two Matoran who are like best buddies, Takua and Jaller. I knew that um, one. Yeah. I wanted to say it before someone else did. Which, uh, actually, I think in the movie, they only ever call him Jala, which I think was yeah. like his original name. But then as the series went on, they like canonically changed it to Jaller. But for some reason in the movie, it stays Jala. He can be whoever he wants. But I think he's credited as Jaller in the credits. So I don't know. That so always confused me. As people a kid. were on different pages. <laughs> um, but yeah, he basically, Takua and Jaller, uh, they or Takua really comes across this legendary artifact, the Mask of Light, and uh, is like, "What do I do with it?" And he takes it to his people, and Jaller's like, "Dude, we gotta, we gotta do something with this." And then they go to the the wizened Taraga leaders, and Taraga Vakama, the leader of the Fire Nation, Takoro is mm-hmm. like, the mask has chosen you. You need to go find the seventh Toa, because there's six Toa, each one representing a tribe, and the seventh Toa is prophesied to like bring them all together and defeat the evil Makuta. So, Jaller and Takua, these two little schmucks from Takoro, are quested to roam the land looking for the seventh Toa. And that's kind of the gist of the plot. It is. They it, meet all the other Toa along the way. And they the, do nothing. <laughs> no, yeah, the other Toa, that was, I mean, after I got over the initial shock that when we start this movie, all of the fucking quotes that you would constantly say are just in the first five minutes of the <laughs> Oh, film. yeah. And oh, not yeah. Even, it hits and hard. Of them. And it's not even just like in and out, like here's a line they say constantly, now there's new lines. It is literally... Line by line oh, by yeah. line of like five lines of dialogue. Are well, just the first five get. lines of dialogue are just Takua, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as a as a name Takua. being uttered. Takua. <laughs> yeah. Um, Say the other part. What the the rock one? Oh whatever. yeah. He's got, oh, more he's got more rocks in his head than a pomatorin. So they're like, dropping lore immediately yes. with these, oh, with that's, these that's something lines. I kind of admire about not only these movies, but Bionicle in general, is it really doesn't like, you know, wishy wash around the lore. It, it's committed to like this is real, this is what we're what we're committing to. And yeah, this stuff all just exists and you're just gonna be familiar yeah, with this it. Yeah, this is this is like if someone was like, I want you to write a toy commercial film 
but I want 25% of the lines to at least sound like the, I was going to go to Tashi Station to pick up some power <laughs> yeah. converters. Yeah. Like, where it's just like, what the fuck did yeah. you just say? We need say? to immediately know that this is a real world. Like, <laughs> and it's totally got its own language. Yeah. And <laughs> well, and, and just like that first Star Wars movie, this is such a basic plot. Yes. But there is so much thickness to the mm-hmm. world around you that yeah. you're like, you're, you're, as a kid, you don't really think about it because like, oh, I'm, I'm rolling with it because the yeah. movie commits to it. Yes. Uh, yes. You believe it's deeper than it actually is. And then when you revisit it older and more wiser, you're like, yeah. this is this is just Lord of the Rings. Yeah, <laughs> they they didn't is... even try to do anything different. It, there's it just is... a crap here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. got its own personality. And yeah. Um, but yeah, that is something I think that sets these movies apart from a lot of other like toy movies is they feel i don't want to oversell it because like these aren't amazing movies especially this first one um no but they're clearly very committed to making this world feel lived in and layered and like there's things to explore and i think if the goal of this movie is to make you think like oh i want to buy all the toys so i can like create this world on my own they do a pretty good job of that yeah, um, they especially on a do. pretty limited budget. That's another thing too. <laughs> like as as I would have been, hmm, I'm not gonna say live because people are just gonna think we're too fucking young for own good, make them <laughs> feel old. But at the time the first one would have come out, I would have probably thought it was fucking astounding. Yeah, sure. I would look, and now 20 years later, it is like. Jesus Christ! I just want to know how little of a budget they had because right. you can see, you, you, can, you can practically see the pixels. You oh, can practically yeah. see the seams in the skyboxes. Like it's yeah. like they are trying their damnedest. Yeah, there's a and lot it still of still holds up motion enough. blur and frame yeah. rate drops to well, like and, try and account oh. for that. And I mean, for the love of God, think about it in terms of timeline because this is 2003, right? Yeah. Yes, it is. 1995 is Toy Story. Right, right. Yeah. This. Yeah, isn't uh, as artistically, you know, of course, stitched not. together yeah, as yeah. Pixar is doing. <laughs> no, but of no, course not. not Pixar. It isn't but Pixar. So for what they're doing, it's, it's pretty. No, yeah. And for adapting the toy designs, they do a pretty good job. There's some weird, like, fleshy appendages between like the toy I, pieces. I would, yeah. but they do a pretty good job. They give them hands, which they never have originally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. they make yeah. those hands fit their body and they animate their masks to be faces which <laughs> sometimes works better than others <laughs> right. I, that's how i remember jala the most is i do not like how his mask animates that's yeah, weird he looks yeah. like a bird he yeah. does he looks like a bird he looks the, like a bird that has like the family opera mask on yeah <laughs> <laughs> the weird thing is i feel like the ones the faces that work the best um are the ones that look the most different from their toy counterparts because like jala Jaller, um his looks very similar in structure it's it's warped but it looks Mm. similar in structure to the original mask oh that's something we totally didn't mention these toys one of their central conceits is that all the characters wear these masks and the masks are essentially their identities in some cases they give them powers like in the cases of the toa and and if you've Um, never seen one before just think uh polynesian tiki kind of yeah Mm -hmm. great big totem faces almost Every yeah. inch of the world building and designs of this stuff is based deeply in Polynesian and like Pacific Island culture and that sort of thing. Yeah, it's it's like a tiki. Um, it's like a tiki head if you just 
take the emotions down at least 30%. <laughs> yeah. And it's like they can make it, yeah. they can animate it themselves, but they don't want, like, we have, like, a fake tiki like thing right in front of us. the skeleton of a tiki face. Yeah, only. they don't want it like that, like, right in front of us, like a tiki face. Oh, like, like a bar tiki. Yeah, yeah, like, they want it to be, like, just, like, almost like uh, American Gothic tiki mask. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. it's, like, as stoic as possible, but they can still yeah. animate. So, yeah, basically all these figures have masks, and you can, like, take them off and swap them, and they all have the same head underneath, so... The mask is kind of what gives them their identity and their unique flavor. But in yes. the movie, I mean, there's still masks in the movie, but they're treated as their faces, and they are malleable, and they, they you know, gesticulate. And that but sort of but they do that even in a unique way because when, they're, when the masks, and you see some masks that are off of um, Matoran, Toa, whatever, mm -hmm. you see it off of their faces. And when it's off their face, it is inert. It right. looks like a solid like piece, a piece of, of metal. metal. Yeah. Yes. But then yes, when it, yes. it, it goes on to their body, yeah, it yeah. kind of becomes malleable becomes and moves around a bit more, yeah. which is right. it's a cool, cool way to do it. I would put this in terms of animation, VeggieTales level, and I mean that it's, in a compliment. Yeah, this similar. Because when I look at VeggieTales now, I think of like this is absolutely of its era, but I appreciate with the little amount of money what they could do yeah. and what they do do, and I think with this, I really. I appreciated the reverence, weirdly enough, that they give each film. Even the weakest one, like this one, when they... Because at one point in this, don't they take the mask off of a dead Bionicle? Or like, yeah, it's been yeah they And do. you do not see under the mask. Yeah, you don't see the face. They no, never like, we show don't, faces. We're not going to show that. And that's, that's kind of wild, <laughs> yeah. especially for like a toy commercial film, that. basically. And they never do I that. Too. That happens... Uh, a couple times. Yeah, a couple times. Series. Yeah. And they, you might get a little bit of the back of a head or a bit right, of a profile, right. but mm -hmm. yeah, they're never going to show you that. It's like seeing a, a, a like a just yeah, a corpse with their face ripped off. Yeah, <laughs> it just doesn't really feel right. It's just like yeah. we're not going to do that. This it's is for kids. Inappropriate. Yeah, um, and so yeah, I kind of admire that. But yes, you're right. the The animation is not. Uh, I mean, for its time, for a home video thing, you know, like, they do a pretty good job using their assets, but it is funny looking, and, like, in one shot, you can see, like, three or four different levels of quality of detail on oh, different yeah. assets. Oh, like, yeah. The, the environments are all very rough. But the character yeah. models yeah. are pretty detailed and look pretty good. Um, so they don't really fit into the spaces they're <laughs> yeah. in sometimes. Yeah. But I'll even give the props, too, that, like, even again with their small amount of budget and how yeah. dated it looks now, the color design and the set design I think makes this age better than like of the era. Like in the '90s, you get reboot, right. a fucking show that is aged like the finest, nastiest milk yeah. you can find in anyone's dumpster. Or another uh, Cubics. Yeah, I, I was just about to say another <laughs> iconic <laughs> robot and or biomechanical yeah. organism. And the organism. robots in that can get away with it, but it's when you see the people. The people yeah. And in this film, you don't fucking see any human faces. Was reboot the like family of green people? It was like they were yeah, blue. Was, I thought they were blue. like they were blue, green. They're okay. all around. Okay. I've all, I've not seen a lot of yeah. reboot. That's past our time. <laughs> I do know that at least in reboot they make fun of the Dire Straits Money for Nothing music video. <laughs> like I think I there's there's that. an episode where they do like an audition and those guys show up and they oh go like, God. "Ooh, this guy stinks!" and they just kick him <laughs> off the stage. It's wow. Like, that's the era that fucking CG was, at least in television standards. Yeah. Which I do think this probably had like this would close yeah. to. It. I mean, it's, it's like a three to five million dollar project. Um, Astounding. Which is pretty this. impressive. But you also, when you consider the fact that that same year, 
this was the only property that was profiting for Lego. No, it's yeah. Like, wow. They didn't yeah, have much. Good. I mean, yeah. to think that they spent potentially $5 million on this movie, among all the other things they were doing for this, and it was still profitable, speaks, you know. Oh, yeah. Fucking, being direct to video. Yeah, and to, being... to how just how much they were they were committing to this property well, and how well it was doing for them. It did great. I yeah. mean, I, like, again, Bionicle always had such strong advertisements. Yeah. Like, I, I almost remember where I was yeah. when I saw the first Bionicle commercials for yeah. the actual toy. And I feel that way very similarly with the trailers for Mask of, of Light. Mm-hmm. Because they really were like, hey, you like the toys? <laughs> Batten down. This ain't no game. Batting down the hatches, right. and and they really made it grandiose and epic. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah animation has been tied to Bionicle pretty much since the beginning. Because yeah, when they started releasing those toys, you could like get these codes on the canisters or on the toys themselves, and then type those in on the Bionicle website and like play this animatic of the Toa figure you bought, just like kind of silently moving through an environment and doing their thing, kicking rocks and blasting their fire swords. And it was just like, there was no dialogue or hardly any music. It was very, like, enigmatic and mysterious. Um, and, yeah, grandiose is a good word. Um, yeah. So it kind of makes sense that they, they ended up doing movies because they were always kind of approaching it from, like, a cinematic storytelling standpoint. Which, again... It, it's fascinating. Yeah. That's another reason weird. why I watched. So it's I weird. wanted to. It's like, <laughs> yeah, just sitting there being like, they are committing. Yeah. And Despite it, the fact that another Toas are doing jack shit, they're committing <laughs> to their powers. Their, I mean, their languages, or at least their, like, the, the speech, their patterns, speech patterns. The cadence to them is yeah, different. When the fucking green one comes out and yeah. it, like, speaks almost like he's in speaking in limerick. Yeah, the, like, like compound words kind of yes. almost the, going. Yeah, kind of like Yoda, but not Yoda in terms yeah. of, like, just Tree speak? Yeah. yeah I think like, a tree speak is what they call it. Mm-hmm. In the lore? Yeah, I think oh, like wow, one of the production okay. guys okay. called it tree speak. Yeah, they Love basically that. like speak in Love compound that. words. So instead of saying we're gonna fly over there, it's we got a wind fly over there, or like, yeah, just no kinda, land walking. Yeah, no land walking, only air flying. Um, and it's uh, yeah, Irish it's accent. you know what? Yeah. It's another mm-hmm. detail that that adds depth to the world i guess um and they also to show how progressive they were in 2003 there's a female bionicle <laughs> there's one female one female toa bionicle there's a female uh is it matoran is it matoran yeah yeah but it's like well, all the blue matoran are female <laughs> yeah it's basically right? they're basically oh the, the really amazon, that makes yeah, a lot of sense yeah. now the amazon tribe the blue right. the water-based ones are all women can i get an edit of all the blue Bionicle from the films, but to Junkie XL's Wonder Woman theme. <laughs> that, would, that feels <laughs> like... <laughs> uh, I would love that. Yeah. No, uh, but uh, as, as you mentioned, yeah, the Toa are, like, next to useless in this movie. Oh. Yeah, because, um, I mean... They only succeed... No, there's only one of them that succeeds by himself. <laughs> yeah. And it's Kopaka. He's the Keanu Reeves of the Toa. He's got a dead shot mask, basically. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's got, got like, a telescope he's got a eye. Which most of the eye. white Toa throughout the series do have, like, the Cyclopsian <laughs> eye coming off of one yeah, side. I, I think that's because the 
ice people, the co corins or whatever, are meant to be like thinkers and engineers and astronomers. It's like so a they, monocle or a telescope. Yeah, so it's like kind that's of. how yeah, they yeah. study things and analyze stuff. Because because all these tribes around. like have different strengths. Strengths. I yeah. mean, we already talked about like the rock and all that, but yeah, yeah. I don't know what oh, the don't fire worry. people do. Oh, they're don't forgers. Well, well, they are in guys, the we'll, sequels. Oh, we'll get to that. We'll talk about the rock in the sequels because he has the best power <laughs> yeah, of yeah, all yeah. of them. <laughs> no, um, I I do think it's funny that they're like out of all the Toas, the one that is the the, the best one is the. Um, the Masculite himself. It's right. when Takua puts the, the mask on and he basically saves the fucking day. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. It's 20 yeah. years no, old, the, but if you uh, want to know, go to YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> you can give it if a watch. If you miss these movies, it's your fault. Um, <laughs> no, uh, the, the, yeah, basically, as they're going on their journey, Jala and Takua, they meet all the different Toa and they get to kind of see a little display of their powers, and it's like usually a really embarrassing display because the Toas do one thing and then get their ass handed to them by <laughs> Rakshi. And it's like, how did you guys, you guys are like already established as mythical warriors. There's like little Easter eggs planted in there that if you know the toy lore, you know, oh, they already did that. Oh, they yeah. already accomplished mm-hmm. this thing. But then you see the Rakshi show up and they're just useless. <laughs> it's like, why are and you even, how'd you, how did you make it this far? And, and it doesn't, I mean, I even remember being a little bit frustrated by it as a kid (laughs) because I really, they're so badass in those little videos you get with the toy. Again, they're so brooding and agile and 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 thoughtful they're so yeah, thoughtful yeah. and you're like man this is like a badass cowboy wandering the wastes right. or something right. it was it was clearly at least in those fights it just had that energy of like even though it's 2003 it's got the 80s 90s sensibilities of parents are gonna get mad at us if the bionicles slice these yeah. monsters up so when they could <laughs> easily the ninja turtles effect. yeah they could easily stab the shit out of these monsters the I mean yeah Toa they cross Tahu, their swords and make a laser beam yeah or yeah. Toa Tahu like points then crosses and then shoves them into the ground to do a fine move that does not do anything right yeah. and, and that's like, I, I guess that's why I think that's why they give uh, Kopaka the most because freezing isn't violent looking right. so Kopaka no, no, freezes no. a lot it of the rock very powerful without looking violent yeah yeah, yes. yeah. And they can thaw out eventually, right, too. Yeah. So it's like, oh, they didn't kill him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, to your point, Logan, eventually the Takua figures out that, oh, he's got to be the guy. He's not the he's not the herald of the Toa of Light. He is the Toa of Light. So he puts on the mask. Oh, yeah. we, we also have to talk about the fact that, like, even though the audience clearly knows that Takua is probably the chosen one, is the one that should go on this adventure... <laughs> He shoves it onto his friend almost immediately and then gets weirdly jealous when he finds out. He's like, oh, now Jaller can do it by himself. And it's like, motherfucker, you found the mask. You've got to do it. This is your fault. (laughs) And that took me, I mean, as a kid, I didn't notice it the first few times. Uh Because this. Oh, that he pawns it off on. Yeah, like, so Taraga Vakama. sees the light of the, the the mask of light pointing at Jaller. Yeah. And it's because Takua is literally propping it, it up him, yeah, yeah, with his foot the whole time. And nobody notices it because whatever. But I didn't notice that for a while. So I was like, damn, so Jaller just died? And now Takua's got to be the, the toe of light? But the whole time, 
the movie almost feels like it's gaslighting you a little bit by the way that Takua is acting about it. Yeah. Right. The yeah. jealousy, that was one thing that really baffled me on this yeah, rewatch. It's like, how are you going to be upset about this? You didn't want it. Yeah. He's like basically going like, mom said it's your fault. It's like, motherfucker, I saw you do it. Right. I know it's you. It's yeah. your fault. You yeah. do it. It's like, yeah, it's like I'm in Lord of the Rings. Frodo told everybody, nope, I didn't find the ring. Sam did. Yeah. But I'm going to tag along anyway. And then tr- still try to kill Sam for the ring. Yeah. 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 And be jealous that he has it, even though we fucking gave it to him. Yeah. Um, but yes, ultimately, they they kind of, well, yeah, Jaller sacrifices himself. Yeah. To, for, he's like jumps in front of a laser he to protect dies. He, 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 he So the what one of the Rakshis, or like the Red Rakshi, which means he's the leader, of course. Right. Bye bye, Hanukkah The Red Rakshi is about to kill Taku and has him like petrified by his like oh yeah beams. it's like the power suck thing. Yeah. yeah and Jawler's like no so he jumps and grabs onto the Rakshi staff and gets yeah. his life siphoned out of him right. and, then, and then internally for me it's that that magic school bus meme when Arnold takes off his it's mask. Right. <laughs> like, Bro, what the fuck? They're putting this in a bionicle movie? Yeah. They're Main killing the death. Sam? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're killing the Sam of this journey. And right. you swore they were going to keep him dead, too. I thought you so. You swore they were going to keep him dead. But when they to, did, to I was like, credit, oh, you cheeky. To their credit, they they commit to it long enough that you think, wow, okay, I guess he's actually dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's only at like the very end. You're like, oh. No, but they only have 73 minutes to really finish it <laughs> off, so they got to be like, well, they got to bring him back. Yeah. Um, because Jawler is, I think you've already said, like, he is in most of the generations after. Yeah, this, he winds up later point. on becoming a Toa of his own. And about like, he gets two generations, generation. I believe. Yeah. He's the Toa of cool. But <laughs> <Jolly. laughs> pretty much. Uh, um, but yeah, the after Jaller kills himself, um, <laughs> sacrifices yeah, to, like to, a hero. <laughs> Takua puts on the mask, becomes the seventh Toa, the Toa of Light, Takanuva. Mm-hmm. Um, liked his design. I like, yeah, I like very the talk, I like the Takanuva. He looks design. good. He looks even cooler as a toy set, but he looks good and it's well translated. Yeah, in the yeah. Movie. He's got a beak like probably, a lot of the masks. Probably do, the but... best translation of any of the Toa into the movie. I don't know. I think uh, Liwa, Liwa and Kopaku is okay. Yeah, that's Kopaka. Kopaka. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. I won't discount them. Tahu's rough. Tahu is rough, and it's rough because he's kind of treated like the main Bionicle, and you spend the most time with him, and it's like, you're kind of gross to look at, man, especially when half your face starts turning green because you get poisoned and Mm -hmm. you won't let your teammates help you which that's a whole subplot by the way <laughs> is that for the, for when when uh the fire village falls basically yeah. uh Tahu, the red one oh, is poisoned forgot he, about this. he is he's poisoned by one of the rakshi and it slowly is corrupting <laughs> the best him. part is he's poisoned by the rakshi because golly the water toa shoots a blast of water at him and Rakshi when they're like grappling and they both get hit by the water and I guess the water bleeds some of the Rakshi poison onto him. It makes acid, I yeah, guess. Yeah. And so the whole time um, 
I don't know, for the majority of the film, probably, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tahu is being corrupted and, and becoming aggressive, yeah. and it's threatening the unity of the Toa. So It's basically dark side, like Anakin turning to the dark side kind of feeling. Yeah, but just, as like, if he was... off at everybody and yeah, being shitty. Yeah, but if he had, me. like, the common cold or something, <laughs> and it just... He oh, gets a scratch. Yeah, that's yeah, like, infected. Yeah, or if, like, like Anakin, has no Anakin's face was bright red, but he had a neon green <laughs> cut on his face and said, I'm fine. You think yeah. it's obvious? Yeah. You think she'll notice? Yeah. <laughs> it's Your like, power yeah. can do nothing Yeah, I fucking see it. And they heal him, by the way. Yeah, very, yeah. pretty it's easily. Pretty they, easily. They act like it's a big deal, but it's pretty simple. It takes like 12 seconds. Again, a bold move for a film that's barely 75 minutes to have multiple plot lines <laughs> yeah. with the Toas and the other places. There's a lot of twists and Introducing, turns. yeah, because it's like, it's fun too in terms of like, while it is like clearly Lord of the Rings inspired, it's not like the Fellowship of the Toa show up at the very beginning. <laughs> they constantly meet each new Toa, and it's like that's the set pieces in their head. Yeah, is like we're at a new Toa. Here's this thing. We are at a new Toa. Here's mm-hmm. that thing. Joller says one this. Takua yeah. says this. Here's a new one, and it's like, oh, okay. That's right. a that's a creative way, especially for kids, where it's like if you just shove all those Toa on screen, I would have been so overwhelmed. Yeah, I would have been like, "Holy shit, that's yeah. a lot of color!" <laughs> right, and yeah, they all introducing cool. them one by one is a good move, and it yeah. kind of gives the movie, quote unquote, set pieces throughout. That yes. you're kind of like, "Oh, yeah. they're in the jungle, and there's a bear attack, and Leewa helps. Oh, they're in the mountains, and Kopaka freezes shit for them." Which again, for a film that has the budget of two Swedish ham sandwiches, they have <laughs> fucking set pieces in this, right? And yeah. they commit to them. Yeah. I think it's like surprising. Yeah, um, but yeah. Pretty much the Toa are totally useless in this one until Takanuva shows up and is the ultimate badass and kills Satan. Well, combines <laughs> with Satan. After a bitchin' game of Kohli. Yeah. The original sport it's, of the Bionicle it's universe. established at the beginning of the movie that Ta- Takua is a Kohli player, and Kohli is a stickball sport that Takoro, I guess, is known for, and they host tournaments. Uh, from with like competing against all the other villages and uh, yeah, it's basically like three-way lacrosse. It seems it, like it, yeah, with, like, a, with with a little bit of like the Mesoamerican ball game thrown in yeah, there a little bit. Yeah, yeah, um, and the fact that they bounce it around too, like it's pinball, is kind yeah. of a fun little thing. Yeah, but this is an important game because it foreshadows something later right. on—the defeat then, of, of the when, great evil when. Takua becomes a Toa, becomes Takanuva. He gets this big, like, scythe-like weapon, um, and he goes down into hell to fight Makuta, the evil spirit, the evil god-brother guy. Um, and they get in a fight, and basically Makuta's like, how about a simple game of Kohli? And, For the uh, fate of everything. <laughs> and Makuta's, or not Makuta's, Takanuva's big scythe weapon, mm-hmm. he's basically able to use it like a Kohli stick. Mm-hmm. Um, and, Makuta, and so it's like a flashback, kind of a, a foreshadowing. You can correct me if I'm wrong, too, but like Makuta, I mean, while like most of the film, it's like it's just his red eyes. Yeah, he's like a shadow. He looks like a rusty turtle when you see him, <laughs> yeah. and it's like his face... Yeah. He's like very blocky. He's scared. I mean, he's. I could see him being spooky to some figure. kids. Yeah, he's got a great voice. Yeah, he like, does. He does. The way the way that they design him, he's 
He's got kind of the slime on his very dark burgundy frame that you see yeah. uh, fester on Tahu's face right, when he's right, being right. poisoned and stuff. So that's kind of a fun yeah. design. But yeah, his, his head, he kind of looks like a little pensive owl who's a little bit angry. He also, yes. before they, you know, before Takanuva goes down and fights him, like his presence throughout the movie is basically as this kind of shadow entity who shows up in kind of random places like in caves and that mm. sort of thing and every time he shows up yeah it's just this dark void with red eyes and you hear this <laughs> noise and, uh, and he, he's, he's an 80s cartoon villain yeah, in a yeah, good way like he's sure. like he because he reminds me of like Mumra from Thundercats the villain from right. like Voltron they kinda it's like, while there's some levity with all the other characters for the most part <laughs> and I'm not saying that everybody's really goofy no, like, yeah. like, like they they play it straight. And they everything, do, yes. But there's levity to all the other characters. Makuta is played like it's a totally nightmare. Straight. He yeah. is he is actually he's pretty Sauron. scary. Yeah. yeah, he's Sauron. Yeah, yeah. He's, there's no goofing around with him. No, 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 no goofs no. and gaffs um, unless it's Coley. Then you get yeah. a little bit in. And that here. goof leads to the biggest gaff of all. <laughs> when they uh, and that's the friends we made along the way. <laughs> no, I'm talking about when they're they're tumbling around playing Coley and they fall into a yeah. uh, into a, a pile of mercury basically. Yeah. Tackles Makuta into yes. a, a pool of protodermis, which looks like mercury. Which is basically, I don't, I don't really know how to describe it, but it's like almost the essential building blocks of life in the Bionicle universe. It's like carbon for our world. Yeah, it's this like liquid metal that can also sometimes be solid metal and vapor and energy. Um, but yeah, Makuta's got this pool of protodermis, which looks like mercury in his pool, and yeah, Takua tackles him into it. And they emerge as like a fused being. Yes, um, yeah, I remember that. Which is just a ten out of ten. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> moment when you, yeah. we, Again, dude, they we, kill they kill Jawler and Takua fucking sacrifice themselves, themselves to, to merge with Satan. Satan, it's yeah. wild. When, when you're seven and that scene happens, I mean. Yeah. It's kind of freaked me out as an adult because it really is out of left field, high concept. There's no indication that that's a possibility. No, yeah. it just happens. <laughs> yeah, um, but Lord does Takua try. Yeah, and, it and he, succeeds. he, I get, I guess he maintains control when he's merged mm -hmm. with Makuta because he winds up like saving all the people who are down in hell with him. Yeah, and holding up the door so they can leave, and then yeah, because it's like yeah. a weird like. Uh, is it Tavanuva? Is that Takanuva. The, Takanuva. It's yeah. like they're almost like a yin and yang situation, like yeah, light and dark. Light and, and dark. So, so I guess when the they come together, they're a balanced figure. And it, yeah. and it isn't Nuva either. Like the way he talks is a lot no, different. No, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so it's like, yeah, this is something new. It's a it, new it, creature, um, new entity. Which again, such high concept weird <laughs> shit out of left field yeah. for, for this yeah. 70 minute oh, movie. Yeah. It's fascinating. Which I think it has everything to do with the fact of the comics and having been an adaptation. Yeah. Also the fact that, like like you said, Lego had nothing else. Yeah. And this stands apart. Like, if you ask me if Lego Island has any of this kind of <laughs> fucking lore, I'd tell you no. It gets yeah. close. Johnny Thunder's up Pe there, man. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Pepperoni, everyone's favorite oh, hero of the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they yeah he, he wins. He, he wins. He kind of basically banishes Makuta for the time being by merging with him. Um, because he dies. This yeah, new entity dies. that is mixed of the two is yeah. crushed by a door as he's like saving all the Matoran from hell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And everybody escapes, God. and they get to have their kind of happy moment where they're like, "We're free of the shadows." Um, and and 
Oh, oh, with his last bit of strength, uh, the Takanuva Makuta creature revives Jaller. That mask needs life. Or it doesn't even revive him. He, like, reconstitutes. It makes him yeah, out of thin air. It's some, like, it's alchemy like, crap. <laughs> Here's his mask. Let me put a body back in the mask. Yeah, yeah. So what's up with the like the Jaller corpse is probably in a shallow ditch above ground somewhere. Does it not get to Jaller's like... gonna find that and be like super <laughs> fucked up by it. It just becomes studs. I... It becomes Lego studs. It like bursts into studs. <laughs> you can throw that sound effect in with the edit, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah dude, I, I think we won't perfect get sued by the Lego yeah, company. Yeah. But, no, they... <laughs> but what's funny too is like you get to the end of this film and it almost is, is implies that like there's more to come. Yeah. It's time to talk about new adventures. And then right. the next two films are fucking prequels. Right. And yes. But not fully, because, like, what? what's the line at the end of the first one? It's something well, oh, be beyond, like, the Bionicle. But yeah. it's Vakama. And I, I only know. Turag Vakama narrates the movie, basically. Yeah. Yes. And Turag Vakama basically brings up. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, is he alluding to, oh, now that we've left uh, Metro Nui, we can go back to... Uh, or now that we've saved Mata Nui. Now that we've saved Mata Nui, we yeah. can go back to Metro Nui. I yeah. think so, Is that yeah. something that he implies? I don't, I don't think he... He doesn't explicitly say Metro Nui, but yeah, I think there's... My home. Yeah, there's some line about, like, mm -hmm. now we can return. Um, and it's like, yeah. what? Oh, where, <laughs> where are we going? And what's funny, um, too, is by that point, by the end of the third film... It is almost implied that both Bionicle 2 and 3 happened not only just after the end of Mask of Light, <laughs> but like maybe two hours after because 3 ends. Doesn't 3 end with him like coming back to Vakama and uh, Takanuva, yeah. Jaller, yeah. and uh, Little Blue Bionicle? Holly. Holly. All that will follow yeah. is essentially Vakama telling and rambling on yeah. at the end of Mask of Light, yeah. probably. About how yeah. fucking rad he was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, basically, it basically turns out that, yeah, his monologue at the end of Mask of Light is him gearing up to tell a story, which isn't really communicated in mask of light but then you no, watch no, no. you watch the other two and you get to the end and you're like oh okay yeah so they're still sitting on the beach where they were at the end of mask well, it's, of light. what's also funny too or in that chamber like, that has yeah, like the yeah. symbol yeah they're in that prophecy <laughs> chamber or if, whatever. every single one of this, these films ends on an odd note when you look at them together yeah. where like this one ends in a way that almost like and now this is where the animated series will pick up. <laughs> we have two seasons. Watch yeah. on. This WB is Return Kids. of the Jafar. This is Return <laughs> yes. of Jafar. Yeah, but in reality, no. It's like the next film's a prequel. Yeah. And then when that film ends, it almost seems like, well, the next film's got to be something different, right? <laughs> and then Bionicle 3 is just, no, this happened right it's, before the end of yeah, 2. Yeah, it's Bionicle 2.5. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, like 2.75 is fucking... It's so yeah. Funny. Basically... Bionicle 2, Legends of Metro Nui, goes back to what kind of Turagavakam is alluding to, his homeland, and it tells the story of his time as a Toa. I think this might be my quote-unquote favorite, favorite one. one. I just like the designs. Yeah. I like the introduction yeah. of everything. Also, while this is, a, again, a very simplistic plot because it's for kids, I kind of thought I liked, by the end of it, how it builds everything up together. And I also, I yeah. like the ending of this one. That's why I thought three was funny that it was yeah, like, it's well, we're going to go back at least three days before the end of right. two. And it's two, like two, two, I think, um, make it is the best, like condensed bionicle story. Yeah. Here are some Matoran. Yeah. Here is how these Matoran become Toa. 
Oh, they're it not was, used to being yeah. Toa. Let's... It's a team on movie. Yeah. Um, That's another funny thing, too, that 2 kind of ele- is finally showing is like the bionicle lifespan is you become a very small little guy named Matoran. Yeah. And if you become Toa, you get become three times bigger than that. <laughs> and then when you're done being Toa, you just shrink into a shriveled old person. Yeah. That just becomes an elder. There's Hand no off. fourth option. Yeah. <laughs> there's just, no like That's the cycle. <laughs> there's no other type of people walking around like Yeah. You're either a Matoran until you die, or you're a Matoran and then you're a Toa and then you're a Turaga and then well, you die. And I mean th- there are some beings that kind of blur the lines a little yeah. bit like in, and, you, and you're introduced yeah, to most some of the villain figures the, the like the vaki the vaki show up and they're yeah. these weird praying mantis looking enforcers those fucking things yeah. um well and i could be wrong but i think those are kind of like the the um rock she and the bow rock and stuff they're basically like kind of hordes of hordes of beast kind of spawned or put forth into the world by makuta mm-hmm. um but so. if i remember correctly in the toy line i think the vaki were originally like noble oh, but, they they, but then i fallen angels but then makuta who is up to his old schemes again yeah. in this one but under classic, a guise classic yeah. makuta. Uh, like he cor- <laughs> he corrupts the vaki and uses them as like his 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 gestapo his, his kill police. squad yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah that was a fun little i mean the big thing about like the, the main villain in two is Twist again, Makuta again. Right. But I love how it also implies because he's in disguise for most of it. Yeah. That there is a scene where disguised Makuta is talking to himself in like <laughs> big eye frame. Yeah. Just obviously trying to trick the audience into like, oh, it's definitely not Makuta again. There's someone else yeah. here. Yeah. And then it just says psych. Yeah. It's too scary. Well, and, and the like, Toa yeah, do stuff in this movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the best yeah. part. Yeah. But yeah, yeah the, they're better characters. Especially, yeah. especially Earth. Yeah. No, not Earth. Uh, was it Rock? Uh, which one? The, no, the Archivist? No, it is, no, it is Earth. No, yeah, it's Earth. Earth. Um, Earth has the best power. Can we tell me we're ready to talk about that? Because uh, Earth's power is fucking great. Because these ones yeah, all have so, mask powers. Yeah, so this one yes. is set, this movie is set on a different island, the home island of Turaga Vakama. Um, so basically, Mata Nui was the island in the first movie. Uh, before that, I guess all Bionicles came from Metru Nui, which mm-hmm. is this island. And it's, for some reason, a much more technologically advanced... Well, I guess it's because they had just gotten to Mata Nui in that one. But yeah, it's it's kind of like the Star Wars prequels, where the, the tech is way more advanced years ago yeah. and then everything falls to shit and I, tech I, is kind of ramshackle mm-hmm. yeah literally um, one of the locations looks like Coruscant yeah of course, on a lot of the locations a lot of them do a lot well, of them do and I think yeah that's that's a good thing to bring up is that Metro Nui is not like Mata Nui whereas Mata Nui is a very wild land yes. it's a Pacific island <laughs> yeah but 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 it also has like just pockets of civilization yeah. whereas Metro Nui is a metropolis utopia yeah. where all of the different elements are still existing but they're kind of all in a big massive it's a big network mm-hmm. it's kind of like yeah neighbor boroughs of New York or yeah, they sections all, of Tokyo but like all, a trillion times bigger yeah, yeah, yeah they all work together but they're also more self-sustaining uh-huh so it's like they don't yeah. have to really talk to one another unless it's like a game of Kobe right. or some other shit. Because like there's like it. bigotry. In that first in that yes. first <laughs> movie, the Matoran 
yeah, they have like a playful rivalry between each other, yeah. but they aren't really mean or racist to each other. No, yeah. And this one, like, they kind of are coming at each other whenever, so yeah. it really does imply that without There's tension, yeah, and without the the Toa, right? This, to yeah, the unity between these peoples kind of breaks down because yeah. there's only one Toa at the start of this movie. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. The Rock Toa does called the the ice toa thinker a little too harsh <laughs> fire that. spitter fire spitter yeah that was like wow yeah i know what you're trying to do but why are you trying to do right. it <laughs> you could um, maybe not have to do that but damn yeah. <laughs> yeah i think there's there's only one toa at the start of this movie toa likan toa likan um, and i thought this... it was ligon initially yeah. legolas yeah. Uh, yeah but he's this Likon. yeah he's this legendary figure everybody knows him he's like a super celebrity he's basically like Iron Man after the first Iron Man movie. He's the one hero everybody has. I think they don't talk about this in the movie, but I'm pretty sure in the lore, Toa Lee Khan had his own team of Toa, and they were all wiped out. Um, Hell yeah. I think the two like secondary villains, the like henchmen in this, Nadiki and... And Crusher? Yeah, something, something, like, something like, that. like that. He's got a real name, but they call him Kre- Crusher. Kreka? Kreka? Cracker? Crusher? Like Viff? Yeah. Meatballs. Yeah. Those two guys, I think, are maybe they used to be Toa I, and were corrupted. And that I know that. wouldn't surprise me. There, there's one Toa. They keep calling too. him brother. They call yes. each other brother because, throughout yeah, the Because at one point, I think, yeah, when they find. Uh, an old, shriveled, disgusting Lacan when he's not a Toa we hate anymore. Him now. Yeah, he runs into the Crusher again. And I think he's just yeah. like, he's like, don't do this, brother. Right, like he yeah. just says it outright. Yeah. And I just in my head, I thought it was like, oh, they just—that's what they call each other. They just call each other brother and yeah. sister. But no, yeah. No, I think they were old, old chums, old teammates. Yeah. Um, and I, the, it starts off really good too. I think because. Again, saying that this, I, I think, is a better standalone Bionicle movie than the first one is, mm-hmm. is because <laughs> there are less uh, Toa and there are less Turaga, and you are immediately given a better idea of what it means to be a Toa and what it means to be a Turaga, and there are only two, one of each. Yeah. So you're like, oh, a Toa is a protector running around, helping yeah. out everybody. Yeah. Turagas are these diplomatic and... and, and Wizened uh, sages. Yeah, yeah, who run everything, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like you... the Yoda of their tribe. <laughs> yeah, they're like yeah. straight up. Yeah. They have like grievous faces. But uh-huh. they're, yeah, ben they're Mendelsohn faces. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that was... Turaga Duma looks like Ben Mendelsohn. You can yeah. quote us on that. Is... God, I love... I yeah. love Ben Mendelsohn, but it is absolutely true. He looked like Ben Mendelsohn. <laughs> Am I to assume that Turaga Duma, being red, was he like the Turaga of Takoro? Because in the movie, he's kind of put up as like the leader of all of Metro. Yeah, he's like the well, s- he is a Toa originally, but he's right. like a, he's a Toa, I think, from the team before Lacan. Uh, Lacan. Oh, okay, so he must have just. Yeah. Hung up his cape a Maybe long time he ago. Passed on the mantle to Likan. Yeah. Maybe because Likan yeah. seems Likan's, to be, I think, toe of fire. I think he is, but the weird thing is, like the the Toa, he doesn't seem as like specific to his element as no. like the Toa in the first movie. No, he also but, has his color palettes a lot. More. Yeah, it's very he's golden. Like, he's red yes. and gold. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Ta- Tahu is almost all red, red and orange. But um, yeah, yeah, basically he. It's not. I don't. I don't remember it ever being explained. But he basically has these stones that he chooses to deliver to these Matoran in each 
uh, in each region. Nation, nearly. Yeah, he's yeah. basically like, here, you take this now. Um, and I, we don't really know why he chose them or if it was just prophecy or something. No. Yeah, I Which, I mean, it's revealed what those the are for are, and what yeah. he's done with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, I thought it was almost implied that he just can't do it alone and the only way he can get it done is to sacrifice yeah. that power to yeah. other people. Like, basically, like, I have to be an old, cratchy motherfucker to make sure <laughs> the new generation can hold yeah. it. I just don't know why he chooses them. Like the specific people he does. Uh, you mean uh, that, you're talking about the that, comics are for that? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Sure, yeah, talking about that fire spitter Vakama who is <laughs> yeah. making a MacGuffin that is po- is po- is powerful and is supposed to be the biggest thing in the beginning of this film. Then yes. it kind of dies off, and then when it finally comes back, <laughs> the mask of time has right. a little bit of a disappointing introduction when it's finally yeah. finished. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he is a Vakama who mask winds up being our maker. main character. Um, and of course, is the Taraga Vakama from the first film? Um, yeah, he's a mask maker and a, a disc forger. So they they talk about <sighs> these Kanoka discs, which are these. Yeah. I don't really know what they do besides get ge- used as weapons. That's got to like, be the generations thing, right? Was that when the discs showed up? Was yeah. So in this this generation, you make masks t- out of the discs. Yeah. Or you yeah. shoot them. And they also yeah. it also <laughs> two, two, two uses. They're either now, ammo or yeah. a superpower. Not only that, I, I of course I'm surprised I even remember this. This is true. It's also implied that you can't get discs unless a Toa gets it. The great Kanohi discs or Kanoka discs. discs. The great Kanohi masks. Yes. It was like, you can't get any more of these because Lacan's gone. It's like, you had that one guy get these discs for all of you? (laughs) He's Um, one Toa. (laughs) Right, right. Which I guess, yeah, that ends up being kind of the little montage quest in the middle is all the Toa (laughs) looking for their Kanohi. Kanoka you mean all the like it looked like commercial cutaways, yeah. <laughs> where it's like they they see all the discs and then it cuts to the kids playing with the discs, yeah. and because the Matoranu are given these stones by Lacan, put it into a big Zordon thing, and Lacan's face shows up, tells him, "Hey, you're the Toa now," yeah, and splits his program. power between them mm-hmm. all, and these uh, Matoran become Toa and have to go out and prove themselves. Yeah, they have to yep. kind of, like, earn their stripes and mm-hmm. figure out how to work together. By getting these discs. Yeah. yeah, and then as the film is going on, as they're trying to discover the conspiracy plot, save the day, beat the bad guy, is when they're also trying to figure out how the fuck to be Toa. And right. figure out their powers. They and figure out, oh, we how, each have a mask. Yeah, and power. figure out which one has the cool power, you know. And <laughs> which I they know, don't all have cool powers. <laughs> uh, no, no, all of them suck except for Earth. Earth has the coolest power. <laughs> yes, yeah, Earth gets to be a flashlight. Yeah. Um. Yeah, all the powers are uh, invisibility is... Matau, the green one, uh, the Toa of Air, has got... Uh, disguise. He disguise. Can, like, he can, he can disguise. shapeshift. shapeshift. Yeah, that was yeah. funny, too. You had, to, you had to tell me, listen, the cool wingsuit that Matau has is not his yeah, power. That's he's just, just a weapon. Toa of Air. Yeah, he, um, he can just... He's also got Master of Disguise under him. He's like, okay. Yeah. Uh, the um, blue one can talk to animals. Yeah, yes. No, no comma, the Toa of Water gets animal speak. Um... Vakama's invisibility. Vakama's invisibility. Vakama's, yeah. Uh, yeah. The the white one is initially, the ice one is initially almost introduced as if he has a laser eye. 
but in reality, it's telekinesis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, like, explodes uh, a wall, and you think, yeah. oh, he could just blow shit up, but no, it's, no. he's just moving the rocks. Yeah, yeah, it's like Shatterpoint or something. Like, oh, he can, if there's a little bit of room, he can uh, move it all around. And, and Earth stuff. is command. It's basically D&D's command. It's really OP. He can just yeah, tell on, people to uh, do whatever he wants. quite shocking. Just, like, you got the guy that's probably the shittiest out of all of them. Oh, he's, he's the worst, yeah. <laughs> but then, then Earth, at the very end, gets his... And like you said, he's a goddamn glorified flashlight. <laughs> His the, face lights up. And goddamn, if that, if the Earth Bionicle, if it doesn't light up in real life, that is just horrible. They did that. It doesn't. No. That, that, <laughs> that is just there rude. There are no functional mask powers in the toy set. That is rude. Um, I will say though, that is pretend. Play. Earth, Earth might have the worst mask power. I do think Vakama has my least favorite weapon. Which yeah, is the he's, disc he's just crossbow. got a disc launcher. He barely uses it because it looks silly and he doesn't yeah. really have discs more times than not. Yeah, and also when you think about just the economy of the disc system, it's like you could make these into powerful masks or you could shoot them out of a gun. Mm-hmm. Why am I ever going to shoot them out of a gun? Yeah. It's <laughs> what a like, waste of it. That's it's... when the five-year-olds come in. Yeah. And they go, I'm going to shoot the shit out of those discs. Yeah. I'm going to lose them under my Or I'm going to eat it and make it a choking yeah. hand. Yeah, go to a doctor. The... Talk about it. Stone, the stone Toa, Oniwa, his power is just so absurdly broken compared oh, to the yeah. others. He can, just, that, yeah. he can just tell anybody what to do. Even his fellow to Toa, it. which he does. <laughs> yeah, I think That's how he discovers his powers. He makes the, the Earth Toa, Wenua, uh, like, just sit down. And it's really fucked up. It's kind of gross. Yeah, because, yeah. like, oh, oh, wait, what is, what is, what's the... So, Oniwa. Is Oniwa, the, is not Onua. Because Onua is the first... The to- first Earth toe. It gets... These names, are, they do not help. Because it's no. like... So Onua is the the black Toa from the original lineup. And then and the and one then, from two is... And then the one from two, the brown stone Toa is Oniwa. And then the black... Uh, Earth Toa is Wenua. When so Wenua is like a decent, smart guy. He's like a he, he's a cataloger. That's yeah, his, um, yes, which yes. is funny because his voice sounds like this pretty much. <laughs> it yeah. sounds like a bad Stallone impression. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's yeah an archivist, and he's like a decent guy. He's not really ever picking fights with people too much. <laughs> and yeah, the the the, the Toa the, the brown Toa just. Tells him to sit down. They like force compels him into because because of a basic disagreement, (laughs) and you immediately dislike the brown one, which that's gonna. He's he's the one that says thinker and fire spitter with vitriol, and they give that one the ability to tell other people what to do. Right, it's kind of so wild. (laughs) Um, It is funny too because him Oniwa, the like stone guy who tells people what to do, um, (laughs) and. Matau, the air Toa, who's like the comic relief. Mm-hmm. Those two are played by the same actor. What? And they're both like the Toa with attitudes, but yeah. one of them is funny and one of them is just a dick. <laughs> yeah. God. I didn't know that. Yeah. The voice thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically they they figure out how to work as a team. They find their discs and. The, the final battle is really is as compared to the first film's final battle. It, it doesn't feel as left fieldy. Yeah, there's a lot of build there's more up. build up to yeah. it. Yeah, um, and there's they, they they obviously actually do something in this movie because they're the main characters. Whereas in the first movie, the Toa are peripheral characters. They gotta fail. <laughs> it's a weird choice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then they eventually Vakama's gotta face down to 
Makuta, um, who this time has wings and can fly. Well, because he... So what happens is Makuta has been posing as uh, Chiraga. Right. Uh, Duma, Duma yeah. the whole time. Ben Mendelsohn. Ben Mendelsohn-looking uh, Chiraga. Been <laughs> posing clear, as him. it's not actually Ben Mendelsohn. It isn't. It looks like him. No. It should be. It should be. It could be. Yeah. If we were a proper <laughs> society. If you, um, if you show me a picture of Ben Mendelsohn in Rogue One, but you just painted his white coat red, yeah. I couldn't He's tell Duma. the difference. That would do it. But Duma <laughs> isn't Duma. Duma is Makuta. And Mak- hiding. Yeah, and Makuta yeah. basically uses the guise of, of, of the Turaga to kidnap literally all of Metra Nui. Yeah. He yeah. tricks them all into, hey, report to the big tower at the center of Metra Nui. He puts them all in little balls. Yeah, because he's got this obsession with keeping everybody asleep. He's the yeah. Sandman. He wants to keep Mata Nui yeah. asleep. Again, I another... guess the idea is if I keep all the people who worship Mata Nui asleep, then Mata Nui will stay asleep. Which you lose his power. It literally happens, kind of. Yeah. Like, yeah. Use the great spirit, I mean... Mata Nui falls asleep yeah, in the, this movie. You see the twin moons, and mm-hmm. those are Mata Nui's eyes, and they, like, close when Makuta gets So you get to essentially power. get some uh, explanation to what's going on in Mask of Light. Why is this great spirit asleep? Yeah. Why does he want to keep him asleep? Yeah. Well, it's because he's he wants to be God, basically, yeah. and he can't yeah. be God if God's awake. <laughs> and, and again, <laughs> he's the Ubermensch. Another fucking odd part about this trilogy is that in two... The saving the population is a is like ending up like that's the whole reason why three is supposed to happen. Yeah. But then they get pushed to the side, right? Because at the end of two, you just they win. Yeah, Vakama <laughs> beats Makuta, freezes him into a mm-hmm. rock wall. Yeah. Well, all the Toa come together well, oh, yeah, to, yeah. to they, to they freeze. unite their powers to make a beam laser, a protodermis, which is like nice. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of protodermis all yeah. over the place. Um, and then, yeah, it basically, the movie ends with them transporting all of the uh, Matoran. captured Matoran in their little balls across the ocean in these giant bug vessels to Mata Nui, to the, the home and, island in the first movie. And again, of all the things in this film that I think kind of clearly define that really well and explain yeah. things, that is not explained well. No. Because at the end of two... <laughs> They talk about how they can only carry, like, eight or nine balls. Yeah. And at the end of two, it is implied, no, these are all the balls. And it's like, in between this and that, how did you get them? Yeah. And then, of course, that's what three is supposed to be. Yeah, they basically, the end of two doesn't really, if I remember right, it doesn't really feel like it's setting up another. It no, feels no, no. like, hey. It's like, hey, we did it. Like, this is how mm-hmm. we got here. We, yeah. We yeah. transported all the Matoran. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, it turns out that. The plot of three is that they had to go back to Metronui to get the rest of the Matoran. <laughs> yeah. Because they couldn't carry all of them at once. And then even that, it only has a little bit of bearing on the plot of three. Because yeah. Because at a certain point, <laughs> yeah. go, just three, going... The entirety yeah, of three is a subplot, basically. Yeah, let's go... We need to go um, right into three, because I just need to talk about the fact that at a certain point, it almost establishes if they make more Bionicle films... It is just going to be the Metronui Bionicle getting weird afflictions that turn them into other Bionicles. Well, because that's the interesting thing is the first Bionicle movie, uh, those Toa, the Toa Mata or Nuva or whatever, um, those guys, they had two sets in the toys. They had the original Mata forms and then they got this protodermis armor that made them all like silvery. 
Um, and those are the forms we see in that movie. They've already made the transformation yeah. to their most powerful form. Then when the Toa Metru line of toys comes out, uh, you get the original set. And then their successive form was these monstrous versions as they got infected or, or transmogrified by these spider creatures. But for some reason, they decided to split that into two movies for this Um because yeah, this this second or this third movie is just this little kind of weird aside adventure that the Toa Metru find themselves on when they go back to Metru Nui. Yeah, I'm going to be honest, and I I assume both of you saw this while this was happening to me. Once my brain realized what the main plot was and it was going to take a while to get to the end, I zoned out hard at a lot of times where I was like, "Oh, they're weird creatures now with fucked up weird arms, like praying mantis arms." Yeah. Okay. Oh wait. Vakama is now going to turn to the dark side. Okay, well, I'll come back when we get to the end of this, because well, this doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and as weird as it is, and you know where it's going to end, yeah. it, it is, at least for a few of the Toa, it makes them better characters. It yeah. gives them more... I mean, certainly makes Matau a better character, the Toa, but yeah, the green Matt, guy. Yeah, Matau has more to do in this than he yeah. does in two. He's not just comic relief in this one. Yes. Third, this third movie is strangely the most like useless, superfluous story told across the trilogy, and yet mm-hmm. also like on a presentation level and technical level, feels like the most competent filmmaking. Absolutely, and it's the same people across. <laughs> yeah, all yeah, three. yeah, no, yeah. Um, so I guess they're just you know progressively kind of improving as they go because mm-hmm. there's like actual dramatic beats in the third movie but there's also weirdly a lot of standing around and talking whereas the yes. first two movies are very go 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 and go next com- set piece next set piece. and compared to two a lot of that is the other toa yeah it is a lot of it it's like vakama has his evil run his evil he dom phase his, yeah. and then <laughs> and then the other toa are trying to figure out what the fuck is up with vakama is also like how do we stop looking yeah. like this vakama so okay so basically when they go back to the Metro Nui. Yeah. The place has been taken over by spider creatures, um, which I can't. Visorak? Visorak, yeah. yeah. Um, and they're kind of cool. They're kind of spooky are cool. at the start. Yeah, um, the, the, the establishing shot of, of the first Visorak you see, which again, they're these scorpion spider yeah. mandible pinchers. They shoot discs. They shoot discs because, you know, you got to sell toys. Um, yeah. And they're led. And that the setup of why. Metro Nui's been taken over by these things initially is very simple and makes sense. It's like, oh, the archives where the um were abandoned. Yeah. Were abandoned, so basically all the zoos and stuff got loose. Yeah. So a bunch of these mm-hmm. spider things are now spilling out. Doing their yeah. thing. It gets yeah. more complicated when you learn that these spiders aren't just random uh, the Visorak are not yeah. Wild animals. They're not just an infestation. They are led by this this Queen? not Toa dude named Visorak. Yeah. Or uh, Sidorak. 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 Yeah. Sidorak. 
Yeah. And he's, he's Jafar. Yeah, right? he's a... Con- nah, not really. I mean, he's not as conniving as no, Jafar. No, he's not as good as Jafar. He's not as no. brave as Jafar, either. No. Yeah. He's a coward. Yeah, the way they play him in this movie is, like, he's basically a buffoon figurehead, and underneath him is his lieutenant... Viceroy, kind yeah, of. Yeah, uh, Rudaka, who is this... Fiancé, too. Yeah, she's <laughs> set to marry him, and she's way more evil than he is, and way smarter and more powerful. And than she's working for Makuta. Yeah. See, what's funny? too is again where my brain checked out right. i thought the power hierarchy was flipped oh, i yeah. thought she was the queen and he was the no the it's Kanaibi, a, like star screen type a, they, they subvert in the third act it's all but obvious that, that she is that. the smarter one from yes. the beginning yeah, they're yeah. setting that up the whole time that he is he thinks he's in control and, and she's flat out honest with it as soon as vakama at, oh my god yeah i do remember that as soon as yeah. vakama is is in that world a bit more Rudaka's like, yeah, you're going to replace him. You're going to lead the the Viserac yeah. horde, and I'm going to just be kind of above everybody. Yeah, but we, ne- yeah, you're right. We never really understand. Okay, so we have the three classes of being the Matoran, mm-hmm. the Toa, and the Turaga. Then suddenly there's these two Toa sized people. They're bigger. The, they're bigger than they're Toa. They're bigger but than big They are, yeah. Humanoid yes. figures um that are controlling the Viserac horde and it's like i don't know how you got here or who you are um, and one already knows makuta yeah i guess you could say that i mean i don't know the lore sorry nerds um, <laughs> but maybe rudaka was sent by makuta i don't know because what about sidorak then i don't know he's yeah, just an idiot because because the thing with uh rudaka is that she has a slice of the protodermis, a sliver, like a crystal of the protodermis casing that was around Makuta in the last movie. That enshrouded him. That yeah. enshrouded him. And basically, it's like, oh, it's a heart stone. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah. Makuta is, is with Rudaka as much as he can be yeah. through this little sliver. Yeah. Yes. And it's her whole plan to revive him i guess revive him but also take control of the viserac horde and the toa potentially (laughs) yeah Yeah. like she's got really big plans and i can commend her for that where sidorak just kind of is sitting in his tower (laughs) not doing jack shit also she also despite being very convoluted in her motives is like the most developed villain character we get Oh, yeah. Because, yes, I mean, yeah. the other two are Makuta. In the yeah. other two movies, the villains are, the, are Makuta. Makuta and Makuta pretending to be yeah. Taragadu. Um, and here we get this weird disciple of Makuta who's got her own goals. So that's kind of cool, I guess, even if we don't really... We, as adults, can't understand no. what her motives were in this yeah. children's movie. She also um, has a droid face. She's got like yeah, a Star Wars like a raptor face. face. Very yeah. raptor, and then she's got kind of like this this cobra frill going on that's yeah. also yeah. a ponytail. Because mm-hmm. yeah. she's a girl. Yeah, she's kind of hot. Yeah, she is kind of hot. She's sexy. Sexy hey, coded. Hey. She is a sec- as sexy I'm as a... I'm not saying I find her sexy. I'm saying no, she's no, no, sexy I'm, coded. But as again. sexy, I think, is like, you can make a bionicle set look. They really try their damn She's got bionicle double Ds. They do, yeah. But they're like breastplates, and I mean that literally. And they're also reserved, thank God. (laughs) Because, like, yeah, after the first film where it's like, when he said, yeah, the blue bionicle is not 
necessarily female in the sets. They just decided to do that. I'm just looking. Oh like, no, they, they Golly is 100. percent Wait, no, we talk about she's Amazonian. She's she doesn't not, look like. She's it, got the. They, they all have the same androgynous body for the most yeah. part yes, in the in sets. The, yes. But then you look at the movie design, and, and they got to give yeah, her just like a slender waisted. Yeah. Crap like yeah. That. So like any time there was another female bionicle, I was like, don't give them tits. Please. <laughs> and then when you get to this, when you get to the yeah the the spider snake queen, it's yeah. like and you. It works. It's fine. Yeah. It's, it's okay. a good design. Yeah, she's a nice, imposing figure. Yes. Mm. And uh, again, while this is all happening, when we're introduced <laughs> and we're getting to learn this hierarchy of this evil empire yeah. of spider things, we have our heroes from the last film just being fucking horrified by what they've turned into, trying to figure out what the fuck to do. They're yeah, captured they get, by Viserac. Yeah, they get captured yes. by the spiders and wrapped up in cocoons. And when they emerge, they are now like totally different creatures almost it's very werewolf-esque yes. it's like oh I'm now yeah. the Jekyll version of myself where there they, are two toes inside you they have, yeah, <laughs> they have their personalities but they're also just it's kind of like symbiote they're like more a little aggressive. bit aggressive yeah yes, they yeah. gotta deal with the beast some, within some that, more that, than that, others like that, Vakama that's the funniest shit in this film is because the actor that plays Vakama really tries to sell the bestial yeah. Oh, almost yeah. symbiotic like I'm mean Vakama yeah. well, and it's like oh he my does growls and howls even he yeah. does he wolf howls he does and it wolf is... howl even though he looks like a praying mantis he <laughs> and does one... wolf howls one thing that aged better for me I mean again in this rewatch was because if I remember looking back at it for the longest time I was like okay Vakama's uh, taking the Hordika transformation worse than everyone <laughs> that's why he becomes evil no, it is literally him doubting himself yeah. because he leads them into this. He leads the Toa into the situation that turns them all into Hordika, mm -hmm. and he is so bent out of shape about yeah. it. And yeah. well, it's kind of like it's yeah. kind of like a character because the second movie, his arc is doubting himself, and he's yes. like, I, "I'm not a yeah. Toa. I can't do this." And then he's able to do it, figures out his purpose, that sort of thing. And so this movie is almost like, what happens when you take a character to the end of their character arc and then throw it all away? And it's yeah. like, oh, he's just like he at a loss He now. steps in a puddle, he has wet socks for a whole film, and he's just <laughs> angry at himself that yeah. he didn't see the puddle. Um, and so in this one, it's like, yeah, okay, so mm -hmm. I was a failure. I thought I was a failure. Turns out I'm not, and I succeeded. And then the first thing I do as a Toa is I fail again. Yeah. Like, What's ah. funny, too, is because I was curious about, like, because I was curious about the productions on all three of these. And, I mean, Adam, you watch some of the behind-the-scenes stuff for some yeah. of these films. And I was just curious about, like, what was out there, like, Wikipedia-wise, story-wise. And, of course, all these have productions that are just, like, David Molina and Cherry Shakespeare worked on this film in 2005. It was released in 2006. Like, there's very little... <laughs> But the, the stuff that I did see, though, is apparently, because like we talked about these are adaptations, especially of the comics, apparently this is like the weakest of the adaptations, because apparently in Web of Shadows, like uh -huh. that whole storyline, apparently in those comics, Vakama pretends to be evil to get in line with the Spider-Queen, like which is yeah. so much more interesting. Yeah. And, she, and he basically, <laughs> when he finds out about the sliver of Makuta, he tries to steal it, touches it it backfires and, and then he becomes him. evil that's way more it is a lot better and that's why like apparently the writer was like i don't know why they just didn't do that but right. whatever right and it's yeah because i mean it has the same beats because at that point you have um 
God, the green one's name again. Mattel. Mattel, where it's just like, you're our friend. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Which, I mean, right. again, you could do the Vakama thing better. The comics did and all that. But it, Vakama being in that position gives Mattel an unreasonable amount of good shit to do. Yeah. Like, yeah, it really expands his character out. Yeah. I mean, it's at sometimes the suffering of the other Toa. Like, again, yeah. the Earth and... Um, the Earth and uh, Rock one. Yeah. They're useless. have nothing they to do, do in this I was, movie. I was going to say, because in nothing even two... Nuju barely does anything. Nuju has a few lines that are funny. <laughs> yeah. He's also a... the funniest line in the whole trilogy oh, is yeah. in the climax of this movie. Yeah. Matt like, unironically funny line. Do you remember this? I don't I, I, I remember all... us laughing at it. <laughs> it was like, I laughed unironically. Yeah, like, I was, laughed. It was the one, I think, like, genuine full-hearted laugh that all three of us got laughing with the movie yeah. of the whole trilogy and not at the movie. Um, and it was they unprompted because I yeah. had no idea this was happening. There's a big climax in, in, at the yeah, end. The climactic yeah. arena fight. They're facing off against uh, Rudaka, I think. Well, yeah. the Viserac yeah. horde first and then the Rudaka giant, shows up. The giant up. Yeah. Viserac monster that she's like, yeah. And they all, of course, once they're in Hordika form, every Toa gets a disc launcher yeah. on their back because they're part Viserac now, I guess. Um, and the Vizrak have uh, spinners. Um, they all line up, kind of like they did at the end of two, to like Take do a Kuda, unified yeah. attack. Um, and they all launch their spinners, and there's this big cascade as all the Toa fire their blasts at the thing, and then like the smoke clears and like nothing. The attack didn't work, and Matau just turns to the others and goes, "All right, who fired the tickle spinner?" Oh, that's right. <laughs> but it's yeah. even better because it all so it, good because it, it all hits Rudaka. And yeah. she just lets out an evil laugh. And it's like a 100% dramatic yeah. evil laugh. It's a moment. Yeah. And then it's followed up by yeah. that. All right, who fired the tickle spin? Oh I, oh, I do remember now. The other Toa have something to do. They have to revive my boy. Kitongu. Oh, Kitongu. The Kitanongu. Yeah, that's looks, kind of the... He looks a lot cooler in toy form, but I do like his design. Yeah, the... Uh... Yeah, so while the comma is being seduced by Rudaka, yes, um, and Sidorak is in the cuck chair watching. The other Toa, the other Toa are tasked. By, oh well, the other Toa meet another new kind of class of being, Rahaga, the Rahaga, which I don't. They used to be Toa, but I don't know how they became Rahaga. I don't know what makes them different from Turaga. Um, but they are former Toa. Um, they might have been part of Duma's team, if I, maybe if I know so. correctly. Um, I looked it up on a somehow, wiki sometime, I think. They, they became these Rahaga, which are very similar to Turaga. They're short, hunched-over old people with wise sayings. And, and helicopters. And they have helicopters on And I can't remember the name of the leader Rahaga. Norik. Norik. But he's the red one, of course, because yeah. the red ones are always the leaders. Um, yeah, that's some Power Ranger shit yeah. of the era. And uh, Norik basically tells the the rest of the Toa, "Hey, if we're gonna get the Kama back and stop the Vizrak Horde, we're gonna need to wake up Kitangu, uh, who's this legendary figure from ancient times who may not even exist." Yeah. Um, so that's kind of their plot that they're doing. And, we gotta find yeah. Buddha. Yeah, basically. basically. Um, and they, they do. And mm -hmm. Kitangu joins the fight, and he's a yeah. badass. And again, yeah. What, what but kind it's of... also like, did we... 
really need him? <laughs> like, because Matau is the one that saves really... the day. Yeah. He's the one that's able to bring Vakama back and tell him his duty. Kitangu does some cool shit, but he doesn't wind up being central to the, like... He kills Sidorak in a hilarious way. Yeah, he that's kills Sidorak, of... but Sidorak's also been cucked so hard at that point that you just expect he's probably going to A stiff wind could have killed him, yeah. probably. Yeah, yeah, again, what what sets this one even apart from two, and I think makes it even lesser than two, is the fact that like in two you have two teams. You have the fun adventure team with blue, red, and green. Yeah. And then you have the prison team that meets Lacan, <laughs> and then they end up just running into fun team, yeah. which is uh, ice, earth, and rock. Uh-huh. And then in this one you have an even bigger B-plot team. Right. And then cause... just Vakama being just not insufferable but it's just like of course this is not going to last because yeah. the end of bionicle 2 is still happening he's off by himself so. being edgy and monstrous yes. and the yes. rest of the team it's it's literally yeah one character is split from all the rest of the characters and it's like only one of those is really going to be interesting yeah because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's just so weighted um yeah but yeah and and then they they managed to come together at the end do the thing Matau and Vakama get some like legitimately good kind of one-on-one drama. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like maybe when I say that like in presentation and beats and things, this one feels the most like a real movie. I think a lot about that stuff because it's like, oh, these characters are having actual conflict. interactions and conflict that feel like kind of real people responding to one another and you know shoving stuff in each other's faces and that sort of thing and yes it takes way too long to get to that stuff yeah but compared to two where it's like vakama really is the only toa that has an arc yeah and the other ones are like you can take three words and describe each (laughs) one of them and it's not a bad thing again this is a film that's not even 75 minutes yeah right right. but like yeah compared to two like three does actually have like oh wow there's actual some drama going on they have to be engaged with the story (laughs) and the drama to actually get this over with i'm like that's really cool yeah and yes you get like probably the best animated fight in the whole trilogy between matt choreographed too just just choreographed choreography going on well and the Um, music's so good throughout the whole trilogy but like the the music in this one's really hard in this trilogy oh yeah and then vakama tells all the spiders to respect the alpha and they all leave yeah they do you're free now he howls at them i think yeah yeah that's an order and then they leave Mm -hmm. which Uh, also vakama throughout all these movies sounds vaguely obi-wan yeah very much like clone wars obi-wan very very james arnold taylor you could have told me as a kid they're the same person i would have believed Yeah, because, oh, yeah, and at the same time, too, when he's a Matoran, he kind of has a little ratchety oh, yeah, vibe yeah, to his yeah. voice. Plucky. So like even more James Arnold Taylor in that right. regard. Which, yeah. most of these voice actors throughout the whole trilogy, I mean, they're good, but yeah. not in I mean, many other big things that you would probably know. Honestly, yeah. we I, were, I was kind of sit there, sitting there and waiting for Logan to start identifying everybody. Because, Logan, you're a bit of an encyclopedia with voice of, actors. And you know, useless um, knowledge. Of you just can like, just I've heard hear that. somebody and you're like, oh, that's that guy from that I guy. would call that the Jim Cummings, Steve Bloom <laughs> phenomenon. You just hear them enough that when you hear yeah. enough people, especially, especially with kind of anime and cartoons. Right that you get the same people over and over. And yeah, yeah, this was the first time I was like really just like squinting. Like, what the <laughs> is fuck? Is there anything is I recognize? Well, because I thought, I thought you both said, I thought instead of saying he sounded like Obi-Wan, I thought when we initially talked about the trilogy, you said, oh no, James Earl Taylor is Vakama. You, so when we went into it. I think you had seen that he was in one of the movies. 
And then but it was I, Legend I, Reborn. It's in the, <laughs> it was, yeah, the yeah. one we didn't watch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I I think because I think it was funny because I think a lot of the voices um, are tied to other Lego properties, specifically yeah. Ninjago. Right. I think a lot of I mean people younger than us who probably watched the 30,000 different versions of Ninjago <laughs> they are probably heard their voice from time to time and yeah not the not the big budget film that no one saw in theaters but the the <laughs> the Cartoon Network show that I think lasted much longer than any of us could imagine like season wise yeah. but I mean yeah I mean the cast I think of three of these films I think are at the par that it needs to be for these yeah. three films. I right. think do a good job. And even even though Vakama is a little bit unbearable in three and is supposed to be, I think that guy's doing a good job. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All, all the basic parts of, of all three of these movies, I'd say, are, are technically, I mean, the, we've already talked about the animation, but everything else technically is pretty damn good for what it is the voice acting is solid it, yeah it, it, there's it, clearly a lot of like passion and effort put into it yeah you know? and the music is way better than it has any right to be yeah. it's obviously yes. made on like garage band or something like that <laughs> but but it's good it's really good the theme goes yeah. hard the themes go hard there are tracks i remembered even watching it mm-hmm. and also the foley is pretty good mm-hmm. there's some really especially cool in three I think again yes. by, by three the technical like sound, cinematography, design mm-hmm. aspects I think are at their peak in mm-hmm. three. If there's anything like why people would like three more, yeah, it'd probably be that. And I think the score is made by the same person all the way. Same guy, Nathan every... first, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. first I think. Yeah. No, if, I mean yeah, because yeah, I know. At this point in the episode, if you're still listening to this, thank you for listening to this. <laughs> this because, yeah. I mean, it, I think if there's anything, if you're still listening and you're wondering, like, whether you're an animation buff or you remember Bionicle vaguely, but, like, what's the kind of the point of even going back to these? I think what's most fascinating about these films is, like, it they do feel like time capsules that if you mm-hmm. have nostalgia to them, you'll get that. But it's also, like, again, it's the reverence. It's the fact that, like, not only are they really like putting effort into these with just small amounts of money, but the fact that like we are twenty years out from these three films, and you can't buy any of them firsthand on Amazon. Yeah, and it's gonna like, start to become this weird little relic that. Yeah, I, mean, I think it might already be. <laughs> but I mean, like even more so. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I was funny because I don't know what it got. This, it might be because of one of you. You might be on a fucking bionicle shit posting thing that I don't know about. We but are like bionicle mask posting. Oh, yes. Is it you? Yeah, yes. Okay. Mask so posting. because because we're friends and I probably liked a post of bionicle, <laughs> I now get suggestions. And a lot of that shit posting group is just people saying like talking about like scrounging an old woman's garage sale and finding like the bionicle or like paying buying rudaka yeah (laughs) yeah like paying 80 dollars for two of the generation ones and like uh, the other day i saw someone be like i spent like 90 dollars but it was like worth it because i have like the legend reborn and like web of shadows like yeah no it's it's very much like a collector thing now uh obviously since the the toy line is dead yeah and i get to a degree too i think with lego where it's like that era of boy toy is so weirdly not a thing anymore but also yeah. if it is it's mainly like it's nostalgic brands that have always been there and will never like ninja turtles will always be a boy toy right. like t- right. pushes that but it's like also that's playmates bleeding that thing as dry as possible mm-hmm. especially when there's a new project like property yeah. version of, like a new version of that or like 
or the nostalgic part of He-Man, Voltron, Transform. Oh my God, Transformers yeah. toys. Like you don't really see that level of yeah. commitment anymore. To like, okay, we're gonna create this brand new original line of toys and just sink all this money and effort mm-hmm. into supporting it with peripheral product and experience. Yeah. I, like I mean, worlds and stories and books and which movies. Which, which Lego did a. Again, what was the, the Johnny Storm or whatever that yes. loser stuff? That was bad. Jo- is it Johnny Storm? Johnny uh, something. Yeah, something. It's the guy that's it's... got like a, a like a Omnitrix looking thing, but silver on his. Maybe yeah, it's and and, and Johnny they... Thunder. Johnny Johnny Thunder. I think okay. maybe. Oh, oh Johnny Thunder. Oh, no, Johnny Thunder's the Indiana Jones type. Uh, there was some oh, other yes, thing yes, Lego yeah, did yeah. that just didn't work out as well as Bionicle, but I remember them pouring a bunch of lore into it. So they they were taking they tried these it a risks. Times, yeah, yeah. I mean, Lego seems to be a really interesting brand in terms of like they when they when people like something they go hard on it. Yeah, and then when it drops immediately, they either <laughs> drop it or they just push it to the side and push the things that other people like. Like yeah. I think of the fact that like the reason why we don't have a Lego Movie three that could possibly do a Bionicle right now is because they did Lego Movie 1. It's phenomenal. They did mm-hmm. Batman, which was great as well. Yeah. Uh, and then they tried to shove Ninjago out as fast as possible. And I don't... <laughs> I heard it's fine. Yeah. But, like, it's not going to get... It's, it, was, it's, it didn't do that well. Yeah, anything. we're not... The people talking about the fucking Bionicle films right now, we're not going to go see the Lego Ninjago <laughs> film. But, we, but I saw Lego Batman and Lego Movie, and I even saw the second Lego Movie. Right. And after we saw it, I was like, "I are they even gonna do another one?" Because I liked the second one, but like, it's fine. It has yeah. it has the energy of like, okay, have we already bled this well? Right. Yeah. And it's like it's only been like five years. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to do that. Yeah. And so there there could be a possibility, like at a certain point, they just sat down and. Because Lego is Swedish, right? Or is it Swiss? Danish. I is think. it Danish? Danish. Oh, Danish. Yeah. They sat in their little Danish company and they said, okay, here's the thing. We could try and do Bionicle again, or we could do 20 Lego Star Wars holiday specials <laughs> that are on Disney+. Plus. Um, oh, yeah. well, and, and also... Like, oh, well, we know the easy answer yeah, there. Right. And, well, and, and the those brands have just replaced their own stuff. Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. Is like yeah. They don't need to create their own IP anymore. And I hear that at work. So, I mean, for those yeah. who don't, I, I work at a place that accommodates to, you know, tons of kids. I see yeah. kids, yeah. kids of many ages every day, mm-hmm. and I see what they're into. I uh, hear a lot about dinosaurs and all about mm-hmm. Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. Very rarely have those kids seen the Jurassic World movies. They've seen the Lego versions of right. it. Mm-hmm. I saw one kid wearing a Bionicle shirt once, and it blew me <laughs> yeah, away. You told me the story. This yeah, because I was like, hey. Was oh it OG Bionicle? Or yeah. Was it like the reboot? It was OG. Oh, wow. And he was an older kid, too. He was probably like 12 or something. That kid's dad was probably a nerd. Well, Maybe, he was, but it's he like, was yeah, he's an all-American reject shirt, so you could tell. <laughs> yeah, he was he was humming "Move Along," so I was like, oh, okay, so he's the one. So it's like, okay, for every like IP I see from and hear about at work from Lego, yeah, Bionicle has been one time. Every other time, it's it's just the yeah. stuff yeah, they've acquired. Kids, yeah, I just, I mean, again, this is gonna make us sound like we're eighty-seven years old, but it's like. Yeah, like, if you asked me today, like, what would be the easiest way to get kids into Bionicle? And, like, the first step is you redo the designs. Mm-hmm. You do it in a way that feels, I guess, quote-unquote modern, but they've been doing it for so long, I trust it. And yeah. the second thing you fucking do is 
You make a Bionicle Battle Royale game that is free to play. <laughs> make Bionicle skins on Fortnite yeah, at the very honest least. Honest to God, and, that and, would and be, you will, yes. and they will buy those, yeah. those, those toys. Absolutely, they will buy so many V bucks or B bucks. We will call this in the bonk game. bucks, bonk, bonk bucks, uh, Takua coins. <laughs> Um, last, money. I, I haven't heard anything about it in a while, but, um, I remember like a year ago or something I had, I stumbled onto this, into this rabbit hole of, uh, some, somebody, some like indie developer, maybe it was just one person making like a full fledged, uh, Bionicle RPG. The open world one. Yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah. don't know if oh. it's still going, if they're still working on it or if it got shut down. Cause you know, that happens well, that's also a lot too. A weird thing with Lego too is are they like with Nintendo is when it comes to like fan makes up where they're like, Oh, shut that shit down immediately. I don't think so. I don't think Lego is. Cause there's no. so much an- fan animation and projects that yeah. Lego yeah. does. God, after we watched these films, we watched a couple of like AI shit post videos that were like, <laughs> Yeah. They were not that old, and then after no. that, I got an algorithm thing that sent me like a fifteen-second, like it's like a Matoran chant Bionicle, like made like in Unity, yeah, and it yeah, was yeah. done three hours prior. <laughs> like they're still like doing these like, and fans. they're raking in the views, right? Yeah, because it's it's so it wild. Because our generation are losers. <laughs> it's well, it's it's just weird to think that like again for a brand that has now made so much money on nostalgia. Now yeah. has their own brand that is riddled in nostalgia, yeah. and yet all they've done is made a Technic Lego, like, Toatahu, yeah. and that's it, a tribute, yeah. right next to the fucking Dominic Toretto Lego Technic like right. charger. <laughs> like, it's, like, wild to think of, like, yeah, because I get it, like, why would you, I agree with you, like, at a certain point, they're like, why would we use our own IP? Yeah. But even then, with your own IP, you can fucking do whatever you want. Right. And That's so it's true. like it's this weird thing of like I there's gonna be some one Danish guy or one guy in like like in America where it's <laughs> yeah. like I have an idea yeah because like they tried a Netflix like they tried a Netflix show in the late 2010s yeah. and it yeah. didn't go well I think it we're was, not really talking about that until now <laughs> right it's it, I think it was also based on the like reboot version of the series which to get a little bit snooty about it the the reboot Bionicle series had basically aped a different line of toys that they had replaced Bionicle with called Hero Factory. Yeah. Um, yeah I which rem- was like a simplified, more plate-based kind of buildable figure thing. And then they phased that out and then they brought Bionicle back, but it was basically just Hero Factory reskinned as Bionicle. Again, the bless- And then they made the show out of the that. The blessing and the, and the curse of me as a person just really loving the deep dive of, like, opening a door and there's another door and then that door is other... <laughs> yeah. the, going down this rabbit hole with both of you, I, there's... I mean, one of my favorite moments of watching these films with them is, like, I just said out the blue unprompted, like, there's, like, only, like, five generations of this, right? And both of you, dead serious, went... There's so much more than that. <laughs> and I was like, holy There's fuck. And yeah, and it's, yeah, we watched a bunch of ads. of like We watched, again, showing how people are still fans. We have like 60 frames per second 4K edits of the commercials. Right. And it's like the Paraka and yeah. the fucking Air Bionicle. Yeah. And like, well, <sighs> Bionicle went through phases like with the culture too because like after a certain point, they kind of moved away from like the mythical kind of yeah. epic storytelling version of Bionicle and edgy. went to like edgy modern punky not really punky but like alt radio punky yeah yeah. Uh, yeah yeah um 
I'm all American kind of rejects. Committed to that. Yeah, there's literally <laughs> yeah, like a Bionicle that. commercial featuring all American rejects. Yeah. Um, there's the Paraka rap where the villains do a rap song. Well, there's a rap over footage of the villains. It'd, right. It's it'd be a lot funnier <laughs> in hindsight if they had these monsters with huge Doing teeth. It, yeah. 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 I if anything, there's probably the biggest reason why Lego hasn't figured it out. Like I think they haven't figured out how to make an $80 Bionicle for 30-year-olds that want to buy it. <laughs> right. Compared to, like, a, an Indiana Jones set that, like, has all of Raider set pieces, and it's, yeah. like, $200, and, and people are, and like... Put that up on a shelf. Yeah. Right. And it's, like, with the Bionicle, it's, like, you could also do that. Like, of course, yeah. there, are, there are companies that literally are, like... Let's make Batman, but he has three thousand swords and he's anime, <laughs> and that sells for like eighty bucks and actually right. sells. And it's it's yeah, I yeah. think it's just they are their mindset. I think at this point is just so much different than twenty years ago. Unsurprisingly, yeah. But hopefully they'll move along and come back. Keep it move strong. Around, move along. Keep it strong, like they know they should. Yeah. And. But yeah, that's the Bionicle trilogy. Yeah, no, Happy no birthday, real, Andy. Thank you. No real like major thesis to this. Just no, this it's, was an exploration. These were delightful. An exercise in nostalgia. These were delightful. I don't yeah. think I'll ever watch them again. But that's if I, fair. but if I watch, but at if some I point, in, you will walk in on us watching. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I will see a line that I remember. I think I'll see the tickle spinner line and I'll laugh. Yeah, and I'll go back to my day and be like, that was fun when I watched it that one time. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about uh, Corona Man. Yeah, oh, oh, oh my God. I, I don't need to watch all those movies again. I'll watch some Here. of them again. As someone who has more, um, like, is more, like, stock in a Fast and Furious, I would watch these before sure. those again. Sure. In a while, because at least that's, like, less than, f- <laughs> yeah, like, four hours, maybe yeah, four and than, a half. Less than four hours. Tight of 70s. We love tight yeah. 90s on this podcast. Right. Tight 70. Oh, that's you're a just, rare breed. You're just teasing me at that point. <laughs> it's like, God damn. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if it's kid stuff. Again, another thing, too, is watching this, I was like, God, if I really wasn't a Bionicle, like, I watched so much other worse shit mm-hmm. that was coming out at this time. <laughs> this would have been so much better than a lot of the other stuff right. that I watched that I time. That's why you latch, we latched onto it. As a oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's, there's, there's actual. Some weird, big deep thing there's, well, and we there's weird depth into. to all three of these films yeah. that I did not expect and it, it I think the, the the brightest and most nostalgic thing about these movies for me is that it reminds me of us and our other friends making overly complicated dramatic storylines with our toys with our yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and feels like somebody made a movie out of that which yeah <laughs> which which you know what it's a the stories are about as deep as the stories we were telling with our toys. And that's <laughs> right. not an insult. Right. But My, they're working on the level that we were working yeah. on. Yeah. Because they were for us. Yeah. And these are, I mean, yeah. Out of all the films you're going to pick for your birthday special, this is, <laughs> I think this is the best one. And I'm yeah. glad we did it. And I'm glad I've now, I now understand why yeah. you both love it so much. Now you're one of us. To a degree, yeah. <laughs> He's going to keep us at arm's length. Honest yeah, to God, yeah. though, I will say, I mean, I joke that, but if I went to a Target tomorrow and I saw a random Bionicle, I would stop. Yeah, you'd have I to would look be and like, see who I would, it was. I would be like, shit, is this 80 bucks? Because I might get this, even though I'll never put it together. <laughs> yeah. I'll buy this for Andy or Adam. Is this somebody It'll be for I Adam. Know. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because <laughs> that was what he uh, Okay. Here's the thing. <laughs> and I, I, didn't, I haven't told you this already, because, again, I bought you your... Basically, the best next best thing for Bionicles oh, yes. for you, which is yeah. a, a Gundam model. Yeah, I think but I, I think look Gundam for models have taken over my kind yes. of the part of my brain that was into Bionicles. Yeah. And a kid. also your shelves. 
Yes. There's so many shelves <laughs> yes. of Gundam shit. Yeah. But I did at one point while I was looking for your present, I did try to go down that rabbit hole of like, <laughs> what is like the Bionicle? Like, how how much would this be? Right. And it was a fucking rabbit hole I did not like to be in for ten minutes. I was yeah. like, fuck, I gotta get him something that's actually readily available. I this is a mess. Think, yeah, they weren't terribly expensive, like, for retail back in the day. They were no, maybe no. 20, 30 bucks. Yeah. Um, one, like, when the Toa first started off, I, I remember you could get one for, like, ten bucks. Yeah. You get a Toa for Which that. is just weird to think, like, they also came in, a whole set. Yeah. They came in, like, that. a little container that looked like something you get at the bank. Yeah, little the little tube. money yeah, tube, little tube, yep. little money tube. Well, and those canisters, you don't really see much of them in the movies, but those were like made part of the canon. Those are the canisters mm-hmm. that the Toa first arrived in. They're oh, like what okay. they're birthed out of. Oh, and the first okay. commercials for Bionicle were like almost silent. They just yeah. had like these the canister washes up on shore. And like, what is that? And then the Bionicle pours out and the Toa mm-hmm. puts itself together. <laughs> looks at the camera. It's like, Bionicle. Yeah. Bionicle. I do remember that. I remember that. Yeah. Now that you say that, that's a, that's a deep part of my brain. Because yeah. I did have a Bionicle game at one point as a kid. It was on Game Boy Advance. I was think it the it, Mask of Light? It might have been. Yeah. And I couldn't understand what the fuck was going on. And I didn't finish much of it. <laughs> Too I did, dense. I did replay, remember playing as Takua, or at least oh, a okay. Matoran. Yeah. But, but yeah. Uh, anything else, boys? Cause no, I think... I think we're we're at yeah. time. Oh, we, <laughs> we got more than enough. We got because enough. Now that we've had your birthday special, it is time yes. we we do one for the fans. <laughs> we do one for everybody else because yeah. we talked about this a few months ago. I think we even talked about it on an episode. Yeah, that there was a possible trilogy ender question mark. Maybe there'll be more. Honestly, there probably will be. But we thought <laughs> more of me than anything. So I think this is vastly interesting. We thought it would be fun that to end out July, there is a big film in theaters right now that is actually, I think, number one. I think it actually was the film that pushed Dial of Destiny off of oh, number okay. one spot yeah. and is making, I think, much enough money that they'll probably do a four. But until then, or I guess a six, <laughs> but um, we are going to be tackling what I like to call the odd Insidious trilogy because yeah. the funny thing about the Insidious films is that there are five of them but only three of them follow the original yeah. family. Because Insidious Chapters 3 and 4 are prequels. Right. And that follow the old woman <laughs> that is like the medium. And for the first time in a decade with Insidious the Red Door, we are actually following the family the series started off with. Yeah. With Ty Simpkins, who was the kid in the first film, yeah. who was also in The Whale last year. He was the missionary from The right. Whale. Oh. Yeah, he's also in Insidious. So I, I thought had it'd be no inter- idea about that. Yes. So we. I he's thought it'd great be, in the whale. Yeah, he's yeah. great. He's a great. He's good in the Insidious films too, especially being a child actor. But um, we thought it'd be fun to tackle 2010's Insidious, 2013's Insidious Chapter Two, and 2023's Insidious: The Red Door. <laughs> they clearly didn't call it Chapter Five because they didn't want to confuse people, right, right. even though it's the fifth film in a fucking you know, franchise. It's kind of ironically like the Bionicle movies. There's uh, four of them, but only three in the trilogy. Yeah, I mean, I'm still gonna watch three and four again just to be like, okay, yeah. what? I remember watching three. Three's dog shit. I don't. But think I'll I ever it saw again. them. The I mean, three or four. yeah, because two was I saw I two in theaters. Two, two yeah. was two was a bit of a nightmare to watch in theaters, but it was also like fun. Because it was with a crowd. You were with a crowd of people that have never seen a horror movie before, so every little thing just makes them... <laughs> There's also a baby 
Oh. A baby in a carriage. The baby made me do it. Bad parents in there. But yeah, tune in on. Let me turn on the calendar. I can't remember what it is. Uh, the 29th. <laughs> July 29th, when we talk about the Odd Insidious trilogy. But until then, I'm Logan Sowash. I'm Andy Carr, and thanks for joining us, Adam LeClaire. Anytime. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>